Absolutely full of crap. So let me get this straight, Jonathan. You think I'm not being sincere here in Buffalo, New York? In front of all these grotesque, poor lard asses who have quite possibly the worst football team in the history of the United States of America? He's back. He's back. Can only keep up the facade for so long, Taz. Garcia trying to scoot his hips lower to add more. That's hey, it. Wow. That scoot did it. The winner of this match by submission and two. Ring of Honor, pure wrestling champion, Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia without the assistance of Chris Jericho. Defeats Wheeler Yuta in Garcia's hometown. The Top of Wrestling with your host, ODM AD Professor. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> to be a podcaster. Yay! His name Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything about him. <laughs> the only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair. <laughs> Probably looks like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. Eh. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my God, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games. Let a war. War game. You're impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like, like a, a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we Good Wrestling Day! We're back! It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. The top of wrestling is here, like we are on every Wednesday, and... This is the never-ending season five. Here we go. And, you know, it's going to be a long show. I hope not necessarily time-wise, but we have a lot of shit to cover because as we did back in, I think it was December, we only took a month off. And here we go. Only took a a month off again. Part two. And, uh, of course, as usual, a lot of shit happened while we were gone. So this week we are going to be talking about the top of news while we are gone, while we are while we are away, but not limited to returns, 
ups and comers, results, suspensions, firings, predictions, bitings, pastries, bring it to the table, and our continuation of the Monday Night Wars 25 years later, and so much motherfucking more, ladies and gentlemen, the Doc O.D.F. Dude, I don't know if I'm ready for this. We got so much shit to talk about. We're going to be here for a while. We might have to take two breaks this time instead of one. I got dinner already in the crock pot, so I don't got to fuck around with that. But before we get into anything, hit the fucking music! The bills make me want to kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Toast! Toast, baby! Toast. Toast! Did you see one dude had a car- cardboard cutout of Jalen Ramsey on their table, and they just kept putting pieces of toast on it every time he got burnt? <laughs> Man, there are so many awesome things, memes that I saw. One was, it was just like a sad-looking uh, Josh Allen and it said me sitting in the HR office because I've walked around all day saying Josh motherfucking Allen. Uh, <laughs> and the second one was a picture of Tom Brady crying. You know the one, the long oh, hair, yeah. crying, wiping his cheek. And it says during sex, my wife called me Josh Allen. Josh Allen. I was like, well, that was a good one. <laughs> it's gonna Great be a game. Fun it was with hitting the music. And what's real crazy is that we record. Kayfabe mm-hmm. Hal, as we all know, Mondays. So next week, we're going to have to get this shit done quick because yeah. game starts at 7 next week, actually. So we got we got some shit to do. I'll wrap that shit up, B. You know what? Speaking of wrapping it up, uh, we wrapped up the draft of Season 6 last season, you know, uh, the fantasy league that we had going, and it was <laughs> the three-peat for the top of wrestling. I have my second. ODM, you took the first year. And... <laughs> okay. So, they were set to pull on fuck it, the Sunday before Labor Day. One day before Labor Day, they're like, we're doing it at noon. And I was like, bro, <coughs> I am traveling. I got so much going on. Not to mention, it's all out. It's a holiday weekend for everybody. Can you do me the favor and please... Move it one week out. Tiger, being the pussy commissioner he is, and you know what? I'm going to say this right now. I know this. I posted this in our group, right? They know this show is coming. I want them to all listen. We have some things to say. And here's the deal, Tiger. I laid the challenge down. I said, okay, I will ruin my entire Sunday plans. Because I know it can't just be a, a 30 to 40 minute thing. Dear God, how long did it go yesterday? 90 minutes? How many times you want to punch yourself in the face? It was about an hour. It took entirely too much longer than it needed to. Uh, 
Uh, you yeah. know, I said something before we started recording or just as we started recording that, you know, imagine that the top three people in the league had their shit together and was keeping track of everything while everybody else, how many do I have from AEW? Oh my gosh. And then watching Tiger eat like he was in prison. I've never seen anybody scarf down a whole bowl of pasta the way he did. Oh, he was going after <clears throat> those pickles too. Oh my God. So... Here's the funny thing. I said, all right, I will ruin my entire Sunday because I know what's going to have to happen in the middle of the day at noon. I will bet you this, Tiger. If I win this upcoming season, I am the new commissioner of our fantasy league. But if I lose, I will give you both of my my first and second round picks of next season and no matter where I land, even if I landed in second place this season, I'll pick last. Giving you every bit. And then someone goes, hey, man, I got to work that day. And he goes, okay, we're going to move it to next week. I go, you <laughs> pussy. You got, yo, you know, oh, you know, I had well, you. He had you on the to. ropes. He told him. He's like, yo, you need to say that you got to work so we can move it. I don't have to look like a bitch. <laughs> Which is funny because he was still working while we did this draft yesterday. Handful of meat and everything. Guy works at a butcher shop, raising bloody hands. Be like, I'll take Liv Morgan. All right. Um, so we got the date moved. <laughs> I, did, I didn't mean it like that. Power. That went. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um. All right, so it was a shit show as usual. Like you said, the the top three, you, me, Flamingo, we had our shit together. We had everything under control. Um, you know, I was cracking up every time someone was picking someone that was either on the injured list or, like, someone's like, I will take Adam Cole. I was like, yours. Uh, like, I'm like, he is not. Kyle O'Reilly, out. Now, I will say one that got me today, and it's one of yours, it says, <laughs> There is no creative plan set in place for Veer I anytime soon. Last pick. But, Last pick. eh, look at out of 20 people, fuck it. Um, I'm not going to lie. You're going to be shocked by this, but you were like, really? You When Tiger took Stokely, Stokely Hathaway, you were like, really? Now, look, the guy gets TV time. I'm all for it. I was going to take him as my 20th pick. I was going to take him for the last mm. round. He took him at like 17. I was like, as soon as he did, I go, well, now you can have him. Okay. I'm like, I, there's other people still there. The W. Morrissey fucked me over. That was bullshit. He's in yeah. AEW. They can all kiss my ass. They're scared of me. Anyway. Hey, man, you got your list around? Yeah, I do. It's funny because I just went to the page to see if the draft results were up there, and they're not. So I just posted an IFW uh, draft results. I want to clown people. Yeah. So Nice. We'll, we'll see what I love happens it. there. It's I, funny because uh, yeah. yesterday I really pissed some people off, apparently. And I wasn't even trying to. I Like, Tiger Head is whatever. Um, but, like, Pet Princess sounds really mad at me. when I, mean, I was like, so who's picking? I am. Fucking just go. Just go. And then through her phone, I, she was getting pissed at everybody. Yo, this yes. girl got so mad she let her four-year-old daughter come in and start picking people for her. Am I kidding? No, I am not. It was a shit. Yeah, my favorite was when, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I, there's lots of clowns Wait, to go around. I really wish I had the list. I will say this. The shit show. The shit shitty talk. You said his shit talking is shit. Mm. Tiger was trying to take aims at me. And he's like, what, what are you in a shed? No, I'm on a porch. <laughs> you know, like he was shed. just trying to like do stupid <laughs> shit. Um, 
but you had the best one that I swear came to my mind. Now, I said something to you off air. I'm not even going to repeat. He said some real fucking dumb, ignorant shit. But I let it go. I'm like, whatever. But then he goes, someone goes, I'll choose Char- Charlotte Flair. And he goes, huh, I would take Charlotte Flair. And in my head, I was like, she's got a bigger dick than him. And I didn't say anything. And then all of a sudden you go, dude, even though she has way bigger a dick than you do or something like, however you said it. And I threw my arms in the air. I go, yes, yes. <laughs> Good for you, man. That was amazing. That's how it's right here. You, nobody can see it right now, but I'm doing the two uh, fingers back and forth with <laughs> the eyes. You, it's you, always got here. I got you. It. All right, man. Go ahead. Let's. Do you want to go in order by? Do you have by round in front of you? I don't you, have or? by round. No, I alternated. All right, just list off who you have. Go ahead. All right. So for AEW. Oh, John. By the way, I'm sorry. We were gonna have to go by rosters originally. NXT, SmackDown, Raw. But everybody's all over the place. Drew double shows. Uh, Braun just did double shows on his first week back. So we decided 10 from AEW, 10 from WWE. Just wanted to say that now. So love is a playing field, at least a touch. Um, it's yeah, funny. Everybody's I, like, I well, that just threw off everything I had. I'm like, how? Yeah. How about you just go really one Raw, one SmackDown, one NXT. Now you're next. Idiots. All right, here we go. <laughs> yep. There you go. All right. So AEW, I got Moxley. So, very poised to become a three-time and the first three-time AEW World Champ. I have Tony Storm, who is the women's champion. Ruby Soho, Preston Ten Vance, Ray Phoenix, also a champion. Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. also a champion. Wheeler Yuta, also a champion. Marina nope, Shafir. Nope, John not anymore. He lost the pure. He did. Who did he lose? Did he lose? Oh, he lost to Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck. All right. Well, it doesn't matter. Still <laughs> That's fine. Yuta, he still wins. He still wins. He's in Blackpool Combat Club. Exactly. WWE, Braun Breaker, champion. Bobby Lashley, champion. Tommaso Ciampa got his first name back. Triple H is booking. Things are looking up for Ciampa. Uh, Aaliyah, champion. EO Sky. Arr. Did you see the thing that Nightwing <laughs> sent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was fucking great. Good one, Nightwing. Uh, Liv Morgan, champion. Ivy Nile, Solo Sokoa, Dana Brooke. Technically, she's the 24-7 champ, so it's got to be worth something. And then Veer, who has no plans booked for him for the near future. <laughs> That's fine. Now, one thing I will say is that you mentioned John Moxley. I tried volleying for you. I said, hey, any chance that he gets extra points when he bleeds? They said no. <laughs> so, all right. I was the first draft pick, right? Because I won. So, I went with... Gunther on the very first pick. That's who I was going to go I for, see yeah. champion. I don't see he's dropping that thing anytime soon. And we'll talk about that later. But my WWE in order, we still got uh, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. This one, I even gave you a shout out. Nikita Lyons, Shayna Baszler, Dominic Mysterio, who just turned. Uh, J.D. McDonough, which is the former Jordan Devlin. He's on NXT, been pre-pushed. Uh, Sheamus, Butch, which is Pete Dunn. Fingers crossed that that name yeah, goes back. I know, right? And Quincy Elliott, which is the person that looks like Fat Velveteen Dream that they've been pushing for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> that guy. All right. And then AEW, Powerhouse Hobbs. They've been pushing him already. Beating Starks was a huge thing. The, it, the squashing him all out. I have all of the acclaimed. 
all well, both of them. Both. Um, Angelo Parker, Matt Menard, Sammy Guevara, Ricky Starks, Ethan Page, Jamie Hader, and Ortiz. The Jamie Hader thing, I was like, no one is going to touch her. And I'm like, and I forgot it's all about perfect her. with yep. everything that happened at All Out, too. And I'm like, there's a big turn happening, which, you know, no shock. An AEW turn. <laughs> I'm going to give you some credit, man. You had the line of the night, and we're going to get to it later. I'll tell you that uh, at uh, All Out. But look at man, I'm pretty happy with who I have. I and it's funny because I took Max Caster as my fourth pick, and they, and I watched them be like, really? You guys don't pay attention, do you? You just don't get it. Uh I'm excited again. We're gonna four Pete. I don't even care if I lose as long as you win. That's how it goes. Now let's move on to some real shit. Now that we've really had a lot of. Uh, fantasy news now let's talk about what we missed while we were um, away we only took one month off <clears throat> part two part a little hot shots <laughs> reference yeah. for you there look i'm gonna try to i know it's generally uh we try to do no knows uh, news with odm but I kind of did this entire doc, so I think I'll kind of go in order, and we'll just kind of touch base and just see how we go from here. I'm planning on it. Okay, I love it. <laughs> uh, look at I said Tomatonga was going to win the G1. Damn. So the day that our show released, he went to the semifinals where he took on, and it pissed me off when I found out who he was going to have to to face. It was Okada, and I was like, God damn it. Could have been anybody else, and I'd have been fine. But Okada won, and then Will Ospreay defeated Naito on his block. So it was Okada and Ospreay in another classic. And Kazuchika Okada is, again, your G1 Climax winner. Um, what was great is the night of the finals, the match before the finals was... Tama Tonga and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Jay White and man, I want to say man, maybe Chase Owens, one one of the Bullet Club guys. After Tonga pinned Jay White again, because he did it in the match uh, right before that in the. Uh, one of the last nights of the block that sent him into the semifinals. Tonga lifts up the world title because Jay White is your IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. When I tell you this crowd, this Japanese crowd, popped hard for Tama Tonga, I have called it. This is your next Gaijin champ. I really would like to see them pull the trigger somehow. And it could happen very soon because in October they are set to face off for that championship. I don't think Tonga's going to win it right here. I think they would maybe do it more on a bigger stage, I would feel like. You know what I mean? That's a big moment for... It's got to be more of a Wrestle Kingdom or a Dominion, one of their bigger shows. And right now I don't think they're going to have many. But they do have a U.S. show coming up too as well. So we'll see how that goes. Um... Speaking of Will Ospreay, 
two weeks in a row, he stole the show on Dynamite in the trios match. The United Empire first took on Death Triangle, which was a fantastic match. And then in the expected outcome, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega defeated uh, Osprey and Aussie Open in the semifinals to put them to the finals to go to All Out. I'm not saying that the matches were absolutely fantastic because as ratings have shown, uh, (laughs) people kind of switched off during Young Bucks and Kenny Omega matches. I think that's kind of funny and it's showing. and We'll get to that. But Osprey himself, I mean, it was great. Lil Jon messaged me. He goes, I have never really seen much of him. Holy fucking shit. I go, I think he's better than Omega. He goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, just he flawless. Like, yep. He is flawless in the ring. Huge fan of his. Even when Omega came down and started talking shit to him after they beat Death Triangle, that exclusive that you probably saw on YouTube or things like that, it was just amazing when he started talking shit. He goes, yeah, why are you still wearing his T-shirt when he came back um, to Omega? But then also just when Omega got in his face the way Osprey just smiled and nodded like, yeah, 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 come on, motherfucker. I don't, I'm a huge fan of his. He doesn't need to be in AEW because, as we know, that is becoming the Titanic. Rose is running that ship, and Rose is Tony Khan. Uh, Dexter Loomis, since, retun- since returning, has been absolutely on fire, and he's barely doing much. I mean, he's yeah. just kidnapping someone, kidnapping and that's it. not even wrestling. Yeah, but... Um, the one this past week on Raw <laughs> was absolutely my favorite one. Miz is trying to get out of the steel cage, and you see him looking down, and everybody's like, oh, well, well, that's weird. And then the camera from above the ring sees Dexter Loomis just laying on the ground looking up at him with a dead stare. Dude, Sam Shaw, uh, Dexter Loomis, whatever his name is, fan-fucking-tastic. I am glad that Triple H has brought him back. Again, more to come on that kind of stuff. Um, we have two returns while we were gone. M- several returns, really, but two of the big, most notable ones. We have Braun Strowman this past week, and Johnny Gargano came back to WWE. This dude waited on the sideline for 200-plus days and was like, nah, I'll see what happens. Hang on, let me see what's going on. I'm not just going <laughs> to jump and just go over to the, the other place. Wise and decision. Tr- yeah, I know, man. And Triple H being in charge, he came back, and um, I'm a huge fan. I, I thought that was pretty big. I was not uh, expecting that at all. If you have not been watching SmackDown, you need to be paying attention to the Bloodline and Sami Zayn. Dear God, he is fantastic. Uh, Jimmy is totally on board with Sami, or he's fucking with him and playing with him, but Jay doesn't accept him. They have an awesome handshake, if you've seen, where they're like, bam, 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 like with their arms and stuff. It's hysterical, bro. I have, I, I, Sammy is amazing. It sucks that he's maybe going to be put right into that comedic role for almost too long, but man, he, I, I, it's fantastic. I think you told me Cornette is on board with, with Sammy Zayn now, right? Yeah, Cornette, you know, had a lot of experience with him and Owens in Ring of Honor, and he said they were yep. both insufferable there. But you know, there, you know, that was aside from their work. You know, he said he hated the El Generico gimmick and all that. He said, you know, but you know, his work rate was good, and he said, 
he said, I got to give him credit. He was one of the best things on the show, if not the best thing on the show, and I like what they're doing with him. Even at small parts where, like, the Usos and Roman have beat the fuck out of Drew McIntyre, Sammy just appears somewhat in the background, so it looks like he's a part of the big picture, putting his arm in the air like the rest of the group. Um, him trying to plan Roman's big uh, celebration. hes I'm loving all of it. It's been great. I you know have what some is? theories on that. Yeah. he He's David Spade in Coneheads. Oh, my God. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, my God. 100%. You're right. Which is funny because that yeah, every time he, someone says something, he's like, he just kind of repeats it. He yeah, agrees. Absolutely yeah. right. You are not. Yep, just agrees with everything. He's a yes man. It's over-kissing yes man. Oh, man, that's awesome. Good call. Um, Riddle and Theory are now Austin Theory and Matt Riddle. We got first names coming back. Tommaso Ciampa Yay. got his name back. I'm already a huge fan of that. Now let's just get back. Butch is wearing his old gear, so I think it's just a matter of time before Pete Dunn has his name back. I hope. But at Probably. the same point, Butch fits him in the Brawling Brutes gimmick that's going on with Sheamus, so I'm not against it. Right. Well, ish. Ish. Pat McAfee is stepping away from announcing yeah. with WWE um, as he has a full-time ESPN gig. And it was revealed that SmackDown's crew is now Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Thank you. If anybody else I was going to take, it would be Corey Graves. I like Corey Graves. I think Pat yeah. and him sound alike. I'm cool with it. Definitely. Listen, Pat McAfee's definitely going to be missed, especially with the upswing in performance from the WWE product. Uh, you and I have He'll always be back said for matches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we've both said it before. We both like Corey Graves. I think he's a good totally. heel commentator, and if you know, I Cole's Cole. I know you don't like him, but they got a good rapport. They no, no, no. Well Cole grew on me. I, I've yeah. started to realize that as much as I thought Cole was absolutely annoying, I had to realize it's the dickhead yelling in his ear set that's telling oh, yeah. him everything to say. You know, yeah. now that he has been who he's been for the last couple of years and working with Pat McAfee, hearing him and what, dude, that video of watching them cash in or watching Liv Morgan cash in and, yeah, and watching him out. just being a fan in the moment in uh, watching them. It was cool. So now I, I have respect for Cole. I, I have no issues with him. Um, but talking about stepping away, Edge said that he is planning to retire in 2023, summer of it, and he wants to do it in Toronto. They always end up doing a show in Toronto roughly in August. I think they need to make an event out of it. A network special, uh, a premium special, whatever you want to call those things. Kind of like what you did for Ric Flair, but not like as shitty and, you know, it won't suck. But more of like I'm I'm talking like did they ever have a good send off show for anybody? No, not really. Well, kinda like what they did with The Undertaker at uh uh Survivor series that year, right? It was a big thing at the very end. McMahon came out and talked, right. all those guys came out. If Edge can retire, have one more match or whatever he wants to do there, doing it in Toronto, I just think they need to make a special. Don't just put it on SmackDown and be like, Well, it's a Friday night and a special night. Make it a big thing. <laughs> right. No, hundred percent. Um, speaking of Toronto, 
The Usos didn't make it there or clash at the castle due to their uh, issues with, you know, DWIs. Because apparently, if you get one of those, you're not allowed to go to Canada. You know, the place that makes whiskey, beer, all that stuff. You're not allowed to enter their country. <laughs> That's some funny shit. But, you know who did make it? Solo. Solo. Is it? Is it? S-I-K-A. Solo Sika? Or is everybody's like Solo Sikoa or whatever? How, did, how the Solo fuck do you say his name? Sikoa. Sikoa. But isn't it S-I-K-A? Sikoa. I don't fucking know how to spell it. What am I, Samoan? Well, Sammy Zamet, it appears to be. All right, look at <laughs> Only one Uso could make it there, and it was him. <laughs> so they're like, right, I guess this is how we're going to get you on the main roster. Brothers can't go. All right, all kidding aside, let's get into Clash at the Castle. Uh, Gunther retained versus Sheamus. Cool part, man. After it was over, they had a damn near 30-minute match. Sheamus received a standing ovation from the crowd, and man, it gave me that. It gave me that Chris Benoit vibes at 2003 Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? After the loss, and and the crowd's just like, "Yo, better than you winning the championship." Excellent performance, and the match was really, really good. If you have not had the chance to watch it of any of the matches of the entire show from that day or from the, uh, that pay per view, that's the one to watch. Um, Seth Rollins to- defeated Matt Riddle. Bailey pinned Bianca Belair in trios match. Dominic <laughs> Dominic Mysterio turned on Rey Mysterio by kicking Edge in the dick and losing his own shoe in the process. I've never seen that in my entire life. It was fucking Someone, hilarious. It was awesome, but good for him. He said, well, I meant to do that. Now I'm going to rip off the other shoe. You know what I mean? Like he did it real quick. Very smart to have he done that. I don't well, know. Yeah. Very well. That that was a veteran kind of recover. Like most guys who've been like, uh, look, should I put my shoe back on? Then takes his dad out with a hard lariat. It was awesome. It was nasty. Yeah, I mean, shit. Wouldn't you turn on your father if Rhea Ripley was wrapping her legs around your neck every week? I love all the memes. Like one is like Eddie in China, um, <laughs> dominatrix looking things of Rhea and uh, Dominic. It's hysterical. Uh, Drew, Jesus Christ, this match had so much Attitude Era vibes to it. Drew came up short against Roman Reigns. Look, and I think if you wanted to really pull the trigger on the dethroning of Roman Reigns, that was your time. You could have had the most, the hugest eruption you've had out of any of your WrestleManias, anything in years and years and years. That would have been the sounds right there. Nope. I... I don't get it. I don't get it. This is they should have pulled the trigger here because where do we go now? Who's next? Cross. Right. It's got to be Cross. Um, I but <clears throat> I don't know. Again, you wasted a pop. However, Austin Theory comes down. Tyson Fury punches him in the face. Carrion <laughs> Cross gets involved, and again, as I also said, Solo Sokoa uh, gets involved as well. Holy shit! Like I said, it was a very Attitude Era WWE title match which I was kind of okay with. It kept me guessing. Except I wanted to guess the right way. I wanted Drew to win the match. Now, what came afterwards? Dear God. So, it's now come out. Freddie Prince said he's talked to several people backstage who work there, even though he doesn't work there anymore. 
they didn't cut the feed. And once Drew got the mic, they were like, well, I guess we got to kind of keep the feed going. It's a premium live event, right? It's going still. Uh, they were not expecting karaoke in the middle of <laughs> Cardiff Wells. <laughs> Apparently, they also don't watch a lot of Tyson Fury stuff because after every one of his bouts, that's what he does. I've seen him sing uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing from Aerosmith. I've seen him sing some country shit. One song I seen him do was American Pie by Don McLean. And he decided to pull that one out. Yeah, no shit. And as soon as he started singing it to Drew, I go, oh my God, you couldn't have chosen a song that had a shorter verse. So bye, bye, Mr. American Pie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they do that and So I Married an Axe Murderer, but that's a very (laughs) awesome way of doing that. Um... So he did American Pie, and then Drew McIntyre goes, all right, here, I, I, let's do Sweet Caroline. I don't know how to do it. Do you know the chorus? And then he goes, oh, I got one. And then he does, so sad you can wait. wait. Well, okay, now that was fucking cool because the crowd sang Don't Look Back in Anger. Well, it's Oasis, and that man. Was, yeah, I was down for that, man. The, the that Liam Gallagher, everybody singing that. It was awesome. The best part is directly before he began to sing Don't Look Back in Anger, you can very lightly under his breath, Michael Cole, I don't know if he thought he was muted, if he thought he covered his mic and was able to lean into Pat McAfee, I don't know what. And he goes, people come out of the womb knowing those lyrics to Sweet Caroline. And I fucking lost it. I thought it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) People come out of the womb knowing that thing. But it was so lightly said that I was like, he wasn't trying to be heard. But that was the the best line. Um, But I'm going to give this one to you because I didn't see this show until like a day later. You, while I was setting up the projector for All Out, you go, so... Did you happen to see the shirt at Clash of the Castle? No, I don't know what shirt you're talking about. Oh, hang on. Let me pull it up for you. Yeah, so not watching the show, I just kind of, you know, was scanning through Twitter just to see the results, what was going on. Uh, you're right, that that uh, main event was definitely Attitude Era. It was like that one match I saw a video of the other day where everybody just runs in, hits their finisher, somebody else runs in, hits their finisher. It's just a fucking cycle. Um, but... They showed a guy in the crowd, had a custom T-shirt on, very plain, white shirt, black letters. It says, I'm a better dad than Chris Benoit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a terrible. real laugh. That's, that's, just, that's the best terrible. part. I've been waiting to hear it again. I fucking love it. <laughs> terrible. How funny, though, is that as soon as you see that and the guy's like, he has the biggest smirk on his face. Because he's oh, singing. Oh, yeah, he knew what he was doing, yeah. Right, but he was singing. It was either American Pie or Don't Look Back in Anger, whichever song it was at that time. It was at the end. Whichever song it was, he looks right at the camera and was, like, smirking while singing. And they were like, fuck! And then it quickly turned off to another person. I was like, that was absolutely yeah, amazing. you won't see it on the replay, that's for sure. No, no. It was awesome. Um, also, so the next night was the... Not only All Out, but we had the Worlds Collide event. And Brom, Brom Breaker unified the NXT and UK titles against Tyler Bate, who just quote-unquote won it days earlier, like three weeks ago through spoilers and tapings. Um, 
against his rival, Trent Seven. And now, I do want to ask you this. The talks of NXT Europe, now that it looks like UK has been pretty much like closing down, is it uh, NXT Europe? Have you heard about that? I haven't heard too much about it. I'm guessing it'll be more of its own thing that can just run low. Uh, yeah, I, it doesn't really make sense to me. I mean, I get it. It's, it's you know, Europe includes the UK, so you got a wider audience. I have no fucking clue, though. Uh, but you know what? If, if Triple H is making the decisions, then I, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, trust in it. Did you get him? Did you get the fly? You saw that? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> that clap had to obviously be addressed, but it's yes, like I got it. Peter you Sellers noticed? Act. <laughs> you, you had to be watching me just look all over the place right here. I was like, it's got to come down. It's got to come down, you motherfucker. <laughs> Did you get it? Did you get it? All right. Oh, I got you. I got uh, you. I can look at okay. you. Okay. One of my favorite things was I also read that Darby Allen paid $14,000 to get out of the contract that he was wrestling in in his whatever promotion that he was in just to join AEW, and he was hitting up Cody Rose every day. That's cool. Minus the fact that, you know, he was the pillar, and now he is the pillow. I mean, sometimes I, you gotta kind of a, put, put the spaghetti in the pot and throw it against the wall, see if it sticks. Throw the whole fucking pot. Um, all right, man. Like Punch I said, you in your pot. The me. <laughs> uh, I can't do pot, man. It ruined everything in my life. All right, man. Let's get into the meat and potatoes, as promised, in order. Now, the last episode that we had, Punk came back. Right, came back, helped out Moxley. Flip off, took off. Punk comes back in punk fashion, shoots a great promo. It was. First, shooting on Hangman Adam Page, saying, come on out. You want to? You know what? I'm going to give you a, a rematch. Come on out. And he doesn't, obviously. And then Punk says, I hope your apology is as loud as your disrespect. Referring to the week or two, about only about a week before Double or Nothing, Adam Page went into business for himself and shooted during the middle of the promo that Punk and Adam Page, when they were face-to-face in Dynamite, and one of the things he said was, I'm not trying to protect the championship from you. I'm trying, or protect you from the championship. I'm trying to protect AEW from you. And wasn't planned. And weekly Cornette reference. Cornette said, you do that kind of shit, you get a racket to the head. Like, you, you, you don't go into business for yourself in the middle of a promo and bury someone, especially when, as Punk would say, you got a million-dollar house fucking on your back right now for the upcoming pay-per-view five, four days later, and you're going to shit on the, the best face you have in the company? Bullshit. Go ahead. Yeah, you don't you don't go into business for yourself, especially when you're fucking hangnail Adam Page. Sorry, stealing Coronet's name, but hangnail's a great name, tremendous name. <laughs> um, let's get into a couple other things here that I that Punk mentions. Mox is the third best guy in his group, so we're <laughs> referencing the Shield, and it says it seems to be a theme. So he's meaning even with Danielson in. Probably Claudio, he's the third. I don't think he was probably saying Wheeler Yuta is better than John Moxley. Um, 
And Moxley is also friends with the second best Kingston he's ever shared a locker room with. That was a fucking awesome line. Took me a solid second to go Kingston King. Kofi. (laughs) (laughs) And the third best, Eddie. Which I came up with Guerrero, and I I couldn't figure out who the other ones were. And I just was getting myself lost. Um, What I loved was, tell me when I'm telling lies. God, I love that line. Such a good, solid line. Just tell me when I'm telling lies. Right. Uh, Mox comes out. Loved how he, you know, talks shit about the injury and saying that he is here only for the money. And he goes, I'm the ratings. And Punk says, that's fine. You be the ratings. I'll be the dollar and cents. Which was really fucking just... Things got solid there. And Punk got... Or Moxie got in Punk's face. And Punk said... I'd hit you, but I don't want you to bleed all over me. (laughs) Fantastic fucking comment. But then they said, you know what? Let's move this to a week from tonight. Fuck the unification match at All Out. Let's do it on Dynamite. Yeah. What? This had the smellings of a WCW booking all over it. We both said that to each other. We were trying to keep from texting each other as much as possible, I feel It was the Lex Luger effect. 100%. 100%. That's exactly what you said. The Lex Luger effect. Um, so they have the match, and Punk kicks Moxley with his right foot, but feigns an injury to the left foot. Not feigns, just acts like yeah. he messed up his foot again. Which, come to find out during the media scrum, that it, the entire thing is just all plates and screws, and I'm like, that's kind of funny. Uh, but... He ends up beating Mox in his home state of Ohio in seven fucking minutes. What? And no one bled. <laughs> A lot of weird shit. Um, Ace Steel takes him out, kind of carries out Punk, which is, I was kind of shocked that they showed that, but okay. Well, the following week, Moxie comes out and says, I have an open contract, whoever wants it. Ace Steel comes running to the ring and grabs it. And then later, Punk comes out and, you know, kind of is bitching out about that he's not going to be at All Out. And then Ace Steel comes out to convince him he needs to take this match because he is the second city saint of Chicago. Oh, yeah, in the middle of that, he also said, you're fucking it up. Hard, a very hard f bomb that he dropped. It's funny because again, little John messaged me. He goes, "Did he swear?" I go, "I think it sounded kind of close to it, but maybe not." Next day, I started checking. I go, "No, no, that was pretty solid. That was a very <laughs> solid f bomb." So you would think he might get suspended for that one. Mm. <laughs> Thought that was a good one. All right. So at this point, there are tons of rumors heading into the pay per view. Due to Punk calling out Adam Page um, in a shoot style because of Page going into business for himself in their title feud. This is all now coming out as to why that why those comments happened and why Punk never or why Page never came out. Page wasn't apparently I think he was in the building, but not prepared to go out, if I'm not mistaken. Um They hold a talent meeting backstage and This is where your shit is really going to hit the fan. Oh, I'm sorry. Prior to this, Eddie Kingston gets into a goddamn fist fight with Sammy Guevara. 
And Sammy, um, I, did Sammy get suspended at all, or was it just Kingston? I think, uh, actually, you know what? I think it was just Kingston. Because Sammy was on TV, I think, like a week or two later. Um, and we didn't see Kingston all the way until the all-out zero-hour pre-show. He was suspended, which sucks because, as you remember, our last show, sign it, sign it, sign it. We're like, oh, this is going to be great, man. Kingston Guevara. Shit, you should have let him air out on real TV then because, (laughs) goddamn, it seems to be a theme going in this company. But they hold a meeting. Tony Khan speaks, trying to tell everybody, you know, what the direction is, what they're trying to do. Chris Jericho talks. Tony Schiavone talks. The Young Bucks pump everybody up. And then Kenny fucking Omega says, I wouldn't have hired 80% of you people. You know, we're going to get into a lot more in a couple of minutes when it comes to your EVPs and their roles and their how they conduct business. We'll get there. But let's get into Zero Hour All Out. Let's get into it real quick. Zero Hour. Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti defeated Ortiz and Ruby Soho. We thought Soho died on a kick to the head that put her head to the mat in a weird way where we thought she broke her neck. Mm-hmm. But don't worry, Ty Mello, Ty Mello decided to just give her a broken nose towards the very end so she could even that entire night out for Ruby. Fuck. Yeah, maybe Conti uh, needs to work on her ring work just a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she broke it her nose. I wrote that in there purposely a, that way. Broke you it. broke my nose. Yeah, like you look young nice. Michael Jackson. Like a young Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I like little Michael. <sighs> Hook retained against Angelo Parker. Uh, who's the guy that sings Hook's theme? He was there. Oh, Action, or action Bronson. Yeah, and and apparently there's rumors he might be training for a fight in AEW. I could be okay with that. He's a big guy. You know who I didn't care for rapping, to be honest with you? I'm sorry if anybody thinks I'm a piece of shit for this, but who is the Western gun or whatever his name is that that brought Garcia to the ring? Not a fan. Yeah, who the fuck was that? I don't know, but it felt like nothing was either in time or rhyming or whatever. I was like, this just seems like the... Worst haiku of all time. Okay. <laughs> that was his name, haiku. Uh, <laughs> no, he was a wrestler in 95 that had... That was haku. Never mind. All right. Pack retained versus Kip Sabian. Welcome back, Kip. <laughs> Jesus, you take your box off your head after a year and a half, and that's all you get. And then Eddie Kingston defeated Tamahiro Ishii in their second match, so now they're evened out. Now let's get into the main card. Stokely Hathaway takes the chip down. And, uh. man. All right, first, let's get into this. We are now going the projector, the party, the barn, year two. So this year, we had to put it on the side of the barn because it was pouring rain. We don't want anybody walking in and out of the, the barn to go to the bathroom. Uh, but also, at the end of the day fucking internet was sucked because of the rain so we're like let's just do it on the porch rocked it had a good time so now we're watching this ladder match it's cool because family's all coming out everybody's getting involved and as stokely hathaway takes the chip down god damn sympathy for a devil begins by rolling stones i was like is this a martin scorsese flick and Out comes this guy in this mask. 
I'll let you go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you kept saying over and over and over. Said it's MJF. Like a motherfucker. He kept saying, I go, dude, that's not him. It's not him. It's not his size. It's not him. I wasn't even looking at how he walked or whatever. I go, just didn't look like his size. I still think they swapped. I still think they fucking swapped. They put a random guy in there to do that. Could have been fucking Michael Nakazawa. I don't know anybody. <laughs> but still. Wonder if he did anything that night. Anyway, uh, the next match, as we all knew would happen, the Elite win the trio's tag team titles. Wonder how long their reign's going to last. Jade Cargill remained undefeated, defeating Athena in a pretty quick match. Yeah. FTR and Wardlow defeated Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. You yourself called that it would be one return for the night, I believe you said, right? Mm-hmm. No new one people. One or two, I said. I said no new people, yep. one or two returns. And you were dead on with the one to two. Um, I said one of each. One return, one brand new person. There was no one brand new that night. Um, but Samoa Joe did make his return. And then Dax Harwood's daughter came out. And this is the one that, you know, fighting like an eight-year-old girl. And it was cool because she got to have a cool moment where she snapped Sanjay Dutt's pencil. And it, it, the crowd fucking popped for her. It was cool. It was a good moment. I, I liked it. And to be honest with you, I thought it sucked because FTR could and should have been in such a better spot on that 100%. card. Right? But... They said that they wanted the box, and that never obviously happened because of whatever's going on with all that trios, the politics, and bullshit. But, man, you give Dax a moment within the ring with his daughter, I bet you that probably trumped anything else for the week, you know what I mean, or any other spot he could have had um, oh, yeah. for All Out. I thought it was just a really good moment. Um, fucking Hobbs destroyed Ricky, Ricky Starks in, like, minutes. I was like, going to say, I blinked. I think I went to take a piss, and I missed it. Yep, pretty much. Um... Match of the night. You got to give it to Swirly. They defeated the acclaimed. Yeah. Wow. That that crowd was solidly behind the acclaimed. They wanted them to take those titles, man. And while Tony wasn't smart enough to pull the trigger that night, he is doing it again at Arthur Ashe in a couple of weeks, which I'm, I'm okay with. I'll take that. Because I'm sure that's where they're going to win. There's no way that he rebooked it for another giant show with a big crowd that's going to pop like a motherfucker mm. if you're not pulling the trigger. And, and you know what? It, and here's the thing. If something's going to change, hopefully for the better, I mean, we'll see. We'll get into it. FTR versus the Acclaimed, you can make the Acclaimed a, inter- like, you know, a, uh, you can make the acclaimed a, a transitional champion. Let them yeah. hold it for a month. Let them get some pops, and then put them on FTR. That that would be a good match. You what you do is you actually put them on them right now. Maybe even instead of them facing FTR at full gear, they defend them probably in a trios or not trios a uh, three way match like they always do with the tags. So probably against Swirly and someone else. They keep them. Go to Revolution and uh, FTR takes it. Or even even if FTR ticket at Winter is coming end of the year on Dynamite, something right. simple. But still, I- I'm with you. But give them the pop and give them the dues, man. Caster and yeah. Bowens, they are putting in. They the got work. themselves over. They are, yeah, dude. I mean, just by being themselves and in amped up versions of themselves, man. It's amazing. Yep. I, I huge fan. I wasn't really on board with them when they got in. I was like, eh, yeah, whatever. Same, same I, you here. know, it was just the raps or whatever, and then it just kept growing. Even the stupidest goddamn line like "Scissor me, Daddy" is the is the <laughs> fucking coolest thing, man. Hey, man, we used to pop for a guy wearing a sock on his hand. <laughs> That's my point, right? It's some things get over, 
Something. Sometimes you throw a wet piece of butter and hope that the pasta makes itself on the wall. All right. Uh, Lizzo is what <laughs> Max Caster called Keith Lee. We both just kept repeating it. <laughs> Lizzo. We just kept saying it over and over and over. It was a good line. Did we have something else that we kept repeating or saying? I don't, I, we, I think like halfway through we're like, yeah, we should have been recording. We have a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, I know. We were, I know we were cracking up. Yeah. But, you know, it, it got to be a pretty long night. And we'll oh, get into God. that. But uh, Tony Storm is your newest interim champion. Why? Why? Why do we need an interim champion? If someone's out and gone, just vacate the title and you have your new champion. Yeah, I mean, well, and then there's the whole thing where, you know, Tony Storm's like, yeah, Thunder Rosa's injured. Th- Thunder Rosa's injured, huh? Mm, okay. And I don't think she is. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, quite a lot of drama going on. But, you know that what? That was a good it, one yesterday. Someone drafted Thunder Rosa. I go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Good luck with that. Um, uh, it's It's... A shitty situation, but Tony Storm, I really thought Hater was going to get it for a second. <coughs> I wanted her to have it, man, and then Britt pulled the the ref out of the ring. That was not expected. I wasn't anticipating that one. Um, I will say you yourself had line of the night because Christian Cage barely had a match with Jungle Boy because. Yeah. As you said it, Luchasaurus is the new big show. Mm-hmm. In the last month, he has turned three times. Yep. Yep. Or twice, I, I, technically. I, I, it makes, it makes... Oh, yeah, once, and then back, and then three. Yeah, three yeah, fucking times it, it, in a month. It, it, it makes no sense. Uh, basically, the the word is, is that Christian's injured. Fine. So that's why they did it this way, but, I mean, it's still stupid. I mean, you, turn, you couldn't have done it a different way. How about, stupid idea... Real stupid idea. But put Jungle Boy over, and he just finishes Christian real quick with a roll-up from behind, and nothing, no one got hurt. Match is over. Luchasaurus could have, whatever, right? Distracted him. Now Jungle Boy has a win, and he can solidly move on to go do something. But no, now he's feuding with a guy that's hurt and on the sidelines. Did shit for Jungle Boy. Yep. Even worse, he is now going to be called a, a, a Lucha Show. Lucha show, right? I mean, he's like the big show. Lucha show. Big Lucha? Big Dino? Big Lucha. Big Dickhead. Big Dino. Big in one of the more surprising endings, Ooh, of the Turnosaurus. Night, to be with you. Turnosaurus. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. Thank you. New name? Done. We can put that under this under the Bob Roods and all the other names that we made. That's a good one. Oh man, that's under uh, what is it? Pri- private private profits. That's right. I don't even remember every name, Mario. I'm so. Well, used I was to like, I forgot it. what they really are too. To be honest with you, I, I just fuck with it. Um, the most surprising part of the night was Jericho beating Danielson. I did not anticipate that at all. I don't get it. <sighs> he came out as Lionheart. It was cool. Different music. Yes, that was cool. It, it it was a flashback, and and you know, minus you know a little bit of the weight, he kind of did look like it. You know, he must have had a, some weave or something in there to make his hair look like that. But <laughs> those extensions. Shit, that ain't hey, no. Baby, what'd you do to your hair? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's Autumn Sunrise. Uh, Miro, Sting, and Darby Allen defeated the House of Black. And Malachi Black waves goodbye to the crowd and shares a moment with his team on the stage while the main event promo was getting started and was said to be leaving. And now it's been said, I guess, he's been released, right? Quietly released uh, from the company. I, I don't know if he's been released, but Officially he has been or... canceling indie dates and uh, it sounds like he is stepping away for personal reasons. Now, you know, everybody online on Twitter is actually being very supportive, you know, hope, you know, that he gets well and everything. And, hey, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's just really just depressed because this didn't work out the way he thought it would. Or maybe he's just using this as a bargaining chip to get out of his contract so he can go back to WWE. I don't think he's going to go back to WWE. You don't think so? Um. Well, hang on. Not right away. Oh, but not I, right away. It was said that that Tony would want to instill a 90-day no-clause thing. Now, exactly. that's fine. I have to say this. If he's stepping away for just whatever the reasons, I have to say, you know, good luck to Tommy End because I, I think he's a great mind for the business. Um, it, mm-hmm. Just a great character, great wrestler, everything all around. Fantastic wrestler. I think he is seeing a lot of the writing on the wall. Yeah, could be. Why do I transition? Well, okay, well, hey. Let's talk about the end of the night, right? Because the writing on the wall is pretty much there about 45 minutes after. Do you want Black me to goodbye to the crowd? Do you want me to talk through it since you were sleeping most of it? <laughs> Fuck you! Hey, God. Yo, I even texted like four days later and I was like, hey. Are we going to talk about the fact that I slept through the main event or not? And you're like, bro. And he sent a picture of Hannibal Burris looking completely lit, like his eyes flickering, which was very funny. Um, yeah, man, I, I look at two years straight. You listened to last year how bad it got. I was like, Quistin Cage is painting for Ken Omega. Got rough, right? Well, last year we started partying early at that house because we were celebrating. But guess what else? We did it again this year, same day, same time, and I started about 3 o'clock. By the time the main event rolled around, look at man, I was fine for all the way up until the end of Sting, Darby, and and Miro. But, yeah, fill us in. What happened, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what we got was a, a pretty decent match, and it's hilarious because it wasn't Moxley that bled, it was Punk. I think Punk has bled more than Moxley during his time there. It's pretty fucked up. Every big match he has, he's fucking bleeding. Um, but it was a solid match. They did, uh, they teased the kicks that put him down, uh, the week before a couple times, uh, no issues there. Uh, CM Punk wins, you get the pop. It it really was great. Um, the one thing that's fucked up though, is that I'm, I'm just going to say this now because I think we've got more important things to talk about later. Uh, Punk did a Tope Suicida. And Taurus tricep. I know. What a dick, pump. right? Oh, yeah. no, I'm sorry. The injury. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Taurus tricep. <laughs> Taurus tricep. You know what's funny is that <laughs> there was reports that he, we already know the, the oncoming thing we're going to talk about, that he injured himself later on in the night. But during the match, okay, by the way, I went back and rewatched it. I had to. Well, yeah. Yeah, maybe I dozed off. But, like, after he does that Tope Suicida, he does one push-up trying to be like, ha, huh, I'm okay, right? And then touches his arm. I'm like, oh, he was hurt right there. Right there. He was already yeah. fucking hurt. And then, then it came out a day or two later that it was the Tope Suicida. 
Um, now you said he won. Can I? Can we just talk about the fact that <laughs> you were like, "All right, everybody was because it, it was you, our, my friend Colleen's brothers, and everybody. They're all there mm-hmm. watching the, at the the main event. You all cheered, and I hear, and I just popped up. I go, "Yeah, woo, punk." <laughs> Like I was there the whole time. Oh yeah, you were there. But then lights go out, just like the end of All Out in last year. So we were ready, and you said, "Here it is, man, it's MJF." And we hear a voicemail, and it's Tony Khan. This part I was awake for. Um, it was awesome to hear the voicemail. Okay, all right. It's been a couple of months. Not only are you hurting things, but you're hurting the company. You're hurting everything. And the fans need you. And we need you to make a comeback. And I'll pay you beep dollars. Thought that was funny how that was beeped out. Right. And then it does a quick little fuzz screen. And it's my favorite freaking promo from Punk. More than Pipe Bomb. His original Pipe Bomb. The one where he turns after winning the Ring of Honor title and does the whole story about being I'm the, a, devil. Uh, the guy. The, but, yeah, the, the having a snake, and the snake tells you, I'm the devil. But he goes, you're a stupid old man. I'm a snake. The biggest trick the devil ever pulled. And then he goes, Shh. that's where it stops. Or it was telling you people he didn't exist. Shh. And then you see that person that mask from earlier in the night pulls it off. You see the haircuts gotta be MJF throws the, uh, plaid scarf over his neck and goes, and I am the devil himself way to end off that part of the promo. Cause it's cool because they've been playing that since revolution since before that, when the whole, um, the ADD Jewish riddle boy, you know, like all that, all that shit, you know what I mean? Like all, like, all of it goes back to being the devil, and it's. I love that. That was a full circle thing. Loved it, especially watching it sober. And then he comes out. Doom. I love his song. Oh, I'm so actually mad that Moxley on on Dynamite goes. Your song sucks, by the way. I'm like, you dick. I actually love his song. <laughs> but comes out. I wanted to cash in right there. Punk has the title. He's bleeding. End it. End it right there. It would have been probably one of the greatest. Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> Jesus! If home, oh no shit. Yeah. For real. In hindsight, yeah. everything would have been fine. But I kept saying, I go cash in, cash in. Didn't do it. And he just, you know, signals to his waist, calls it. It's the end of the the night. Or and was it? <laughs> And, well, no shit, right? And the crowd fucking popped. Oh, my God. Especially, you already knew it was him. You saw the scarf. They they popped the scarf. Right. But then as that fades, they waited five more seconds before even playing MJF's theme. Because they wanted the crowd to settle for half a second. Because when they did it, pop. Loudest pop of the night, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now we're on to the media scrum. <laughs> can, we, can we take a break before we get into this? Because <laughs> this is going to No, be man, awesome. we're fucking rolling. Let's go. Let's go. So, okay, you left. You went home. And as you left, I was tearing things down, kind of. 
and I had on YouTube the media scrum going. And I was hearing some of the things that was going on that night, but it really wasn't occurring to me how real fucked up it was until the next morning. Um, and then I watched it in full. A 25-minute rant with CM Punk losing his goddamn mind during the media scrum. It was awesome. Um, man, look at I'm going to try and just hit notes. We'll fly through, and then we'll, we'll kind of, I guess... Uh, give our take. Raise your hand if you need to jump in. Go ahead. Yeah, hit the you high. Like yeah, hit, I was just jump. gonna say, hit the high points, man. Hit the high points, yeah. and then we'll then we'll chime in. Here we go. Punk immediately, as uh, I think it was Nick Houseman, starts talking, and he's like, "Nick, let me ask you. Fancy yourself a journalist? Who here <laughs> in this room fancies themselves a journalist? Fuck, awesome question to begin. That's just telling you." In a, it's gonna be a bumpy ride, everybody. Just good luck. And he was like, but he, I guess Nick also does some uh, improv. Improv, with, yeah, with Cabana, Cold Cabana. And he goes, I did it with Scott Colton. I go, who the fuck is Scott Colton? Yeah, it's insane. Second. Fifteen seconds of punk talking. I go, oh, he's talking about Cold Cabana. <laughs> um, the guy, he, he just basically, again, we're gonna just rephrase everything we can as quick as possible here because you've heard it you've, everybody's either watched it or heard either Cornette's take or read a lot of things but and I, I've made sure to be smart on my gathering of news do you have any, any, any idea how many times this week I've seen that Punk was fired from AEW like on certain threads things like that or you know uh, like just stupid shit here we go Punk begins laying into the EVPs, Bucks and Omega, for insinuating that he got Colt Cabana fired from AEW. And my favorite way of how he said it, he goes, I had fuck all to do <laughs> with anything. And Khan was like, yep, it's true. He's right. Fuck all. Um, a lot of this is being done I want to assume is through, and I lost a touch with it a long time ago, but BTE, the Being the Elite, where they make a lot of references, and that's kind of how it gets started, would you assume? Maybe. I, I'm with you. I used to watch it a lot. I used to watch it weekly. Uh, I don't couldn't tell you the last time that I watched one. Um, it's possible. Well, no. I mean, no. Uh, there were stories that when it was brought up that uh, Colt had been moved to Ring of Honor. A lot of people right. were reporting air quotes uh, that it was d because of Punk. Yep. Um. <laughs> some of my favorite lines. Well, you know what? Hang on. How about this? Um, show of hands. Who here fancies themselves as a journalist? If you fancy yourself a journalist, even if it's for the silly world of professional wrestling, and you have journalistic integrity. People who report things, mostly that are bullshit and slanderous lies against myself. If you are friends with somebody, you blew my spot. If you're not friends with them, I apologize. It's okay. But you should probably disclose who you're friends with. I'm not friends um, with you. I haven't had Scott. anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade. Probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this when I'm on my time and this is a fucking business. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. When I finally had to countersue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. The fact that I have to sit up here 
because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target. And they spread lies and bullshit and, and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him. Want nothing to do with him. Do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. And the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. But what did I ever do in this world to, go, to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself? For what? What did I do? Dave, what did I ever do? Didn't do a goddamn thing. Again, these are things you probably already heard, but I wanted to throw some of the sounds in there because I can't do the punk impression as well as he can. When he is sounding pissed off, I work with fucking children. Um, he was really passionate and pissed off. The the Adam Page thing, you know, him going into business for himself, the bucks were heard about that, and, you know, so were the rest of the EVPs. And... The biggest thing about Adam Page, him saying, you know, that Adam Page did interviews. I don't need to take advice from veterans. And that's a true thing. I even remember reading that interview. Him saying something to the extent, and this is me paraphrasing, something like, I don't need to hear from the people before me. I'm trying to pave my own way, pave a new road that like us and the Bucks and everybody are doing. And then someone brought up, you know, Terry Funk is someone that you've been a, a big fan of, and he's mentored you, and Punk goes, I dare you to go tell Punk, or to, to go tell Terry Funk, no, I don't want your advice. Go fuck yourself. Man, again, tell me when I'm telling lies. I'm with him. He did not say one thing that was absolutely wrong. Said that the EVPs, they couldn't even manage a target, and they think they're in Reseda. If nobody understands that goddamn line, that's PWG. Uh-huh. He's saying that they're back there in those indie days having fun. Um, the working with children thing just made me laugh. I love that one. I'm old, I'm tired, I'm beat up, and I work with fucking children. Man, <laughs> the funniest thing is when one. he says, I'm trying to run a business, and Tony, I'm sorry, you're sitting there. Aren't you the one trying to run a business? But Punk is the one actually trying to run a business. Mentioning the million-dollar house that's on his back, you know, and Paige jeopardizing that. And so are the Bucks. If you, if that is your biggest talent, and let's be honest, Danielson is great. But do you think he is a better money draw, merch and uh, pay-per-view-wise than CM Punk? I personally do no. not think so. Okay, so the Bucks going on... BTE and talking shit and even insinuating that Colt got fired or this or that or whatever, it does hurt. And you know what? If you were Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and fucking, I don't know, Kip Sabian, I don't give a shit. He's going to say that shit to you in the locker room on the side. Mm. But the fact is, these are executive vice presidents. We, cu- we keep see- saying EVP, EVP, EVP. Tell me the last time any president in any... Tell me the last time Vince McMahon walked into a goddamn locker room and just slapped someone upside the head or decided to start fighting with them or starting a fight. Their first thing should have been to go to Tony. 
Because guess what? That's a meeting. That's a president. That's a thing that you do. Again, tell me when I'm telling lies. Um, I did like the Scott Colton. The Scott Colton pays. Uh, or it, we found out through the whole thing that he shares a bank account with his mother. That tells you everything we need to know. <laughs> I was like, ooh, this motherfucker is hitting hard. Because there is no way in hell that dude has never met her. Has never not met her in the 20 years plus that they knew each other in Chicago or whatever. Yeah, he's met her. And then, my man, facts are facts. You guys are going at him on the show and he couldn't defend himself. You hit him on dynamite. He's been off television and injured, which, you know, he admits about his, his foot. He's like, I, I did a fucking stage dive. I broke it, you know, and fuck it. And, and then I pulverized it going through the match even worse. Um, oh, that was another good thing. During one of his return promos, no, not his return promo. The night, the 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 go home show before All Out, one guy started chanting Colt Cabana, and he goes, "And I have 16 screws in my plate, which is 15 times more than this fat guy here has ever been laid." And I was like, "Is he turning heel right now?" And then come to find out, it was the Colt Cabana shit because of he was already pre pissed off about everything from being the elite and then heading into this scrum he finally let out what i love throughout this whole thing is that (laughs) all right tony did absolutely nothing he tried to cut him off he goes i should have he goes you know what tony that's fine you know what but people should have known better evps should have known better but they had they're stepping on their own dicks and oh my just everything he was saying was just fucking spot on it was glorious and tony to me looked like he was the boyfriend that had to sit and watch his Karen girlfriend go off on the manager at a fucking Taco Bell because she didn't get all the sauce she wanted. He just sat there like, okay, yep, just finish this so we can please fucking move on. <laughs> Tony had no balls in that situation. I will say that. He could have stopped it, should have stopped it, didn't stop it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the entire time, by the way, Punk eating pastries this motherfucker is fucking some pastries up like a fat kid and i'm not being funny but anybody that's fat or whatever i'm just saying like he was going at this like it was the best part of his entire day and he just won the goddamn AEW world championship i just want to put that out there and he goes this is from mindy's bakery you know they're closed mondays and tuesdays and i'm like (laughs) which is amazing that he just plugged that and they're closed the next two days Y'all can fuck yourselves as I'm eating this soft shit. The best part is when he looked at a reporter, he goes, you want a bite? I fucking, I loved every bit of this. We're going to get all into this. We're going to have our own predictions and meeting, or uh, our own personal feelings on all this. But guess what, man? It did not stop there. Kenny Omega, the Bucks, and apparently it's come out more, and we'll get into that in a second, but the Elite decide to approach Punk in his locker room due to his comments and a melee, as people are calling it, ensues. A lot of shit has been said. A lot of things have been investigated. Apparently, there's a third-party investigation going on right now. Um, a huge fight breaks out. And, okay, maybe we almost have to kind of take a pause right here where we have to talk about this on what you personally think. But how do you think... Matt, Nick, Jackson, and Kenny Omega walked into the room. 
Oh, the Bucks probably like tough guys. Pissed off, right? No, definitely pissed. You are, you guys are supposed fighters in an alleged fight in fake storyline fighting, but egos become egos, and you guys all do fucking work out, and fights can become fights. So they weren't going there to act like EVPs. Do you agree? Oh, 100%. No, they went there as as the boys. Pissed off. Thank Which you. The boys. the boys. Okay, should, even better. You know what? That just explained fucking everything. And I'm the like, boys. We're on the same page. And that's why the boys shouldn't be EVPs. Exactly. So now, it took days for things to come out. I'm, one of the very few times I'm going to say to you, I'm glad that we weren't recording. I wanted to keep recording and getting involved in all this shit. But then I was like, ah... It's so much better because now stories are coming out. We're piecing things together even more. First, Ace Steel was in the room. Now he wasn't. Now he, all these things. But give you a quick rundown from everything that we know. Punk was in the room, in his own dressing room, with Larry the dog, and Ace Steel's wife, who apparently is on crutches during this whole fucking thing too. Apparently she is. Injured. I don't know whatever that is, but uh, anyway, she's in the room. But from what I understand, she was actually in charge of watching Larry during the match and everything that was going on. Bucks Omega come in the room, but several other guys apparently are there with them. You got Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, or whatever, Nakawawa, Nakawana. I'm actually going to give the fucking cornet... Uh, reference, knock a knock a knock the fuck off, which is a, a great name, or however he says it. Oh, um, you're close. Branding Cutlet, as he would also <laughs> say. Ace, uh, Pat Buck. That one, I think, is the most fucking confusing to me, because when you look up a picture of Pat Buck, you're like, why were you there? <laughs> but, okay, he was involved. But, Apparently the fight was just the three-on-one or however it went out. It began. Then Ace Steel heard the commotion. He joined in. The other six or the other guys who were there, six or seven guys all together, all it's a big fucking melee, as as they've said. And reports are leaning towards that Ace Steel not only uh, threw a chair... At Nick Jackson. But he bit Kenny Omega. <laughs> Props to the guy at Dynamite who had the assign of the Elite and half of it was chewed out like it was bitten by a dog. Good for you. <laughs> that was Cornette's thing. What did he say? He said, he said, you had a fight in the locker room with a dog. Somebody got bit and wasn't the dog. <laughs> for real, though. That's weird, right? Um... Matt Jackson apparently got knocked out as well, but that's from apparently CM Punk. So it took him an entire time in UFC and a full year in AEW to get his full UFC career knockout. And now there's ongoing investigations with all of this. And it's funny because the elite, their story is, so we knocked on the door and we were like, hey, Punk, you want to chat? <laughs> we have some coffee with us. Let's shoot the shit. They literally have had reports come out 
from certain guys. I'm like, yeah, no shit. It's your cutlers and guys it's like that friends, saying yeah. that. Yeah, that. Nah, they went in to just have a chat. Even so to the point that when the fight broke out, Kenny Omega lifted up Larry the dog <laughs> and ran him out of the room. How did he get bit by a steel? Is weird then, right? It, all that, that seems odd to me, right? Yep. The best fucking part of this whole thing is I can't get it out of my mind is whatever weird Twitter video that you sent me, <laughs> and it was like a huge commotion, like there was a, a looting was a thing, a melee, a fight, a fire, all this shit, and you see this guy having a dog by his upper shoulders with his back to him <laughs> and just running him like, ah, running as fast as he can, and it says, Kenny Omega running away from the melee. And I go, what the fuck did I just watch? And you go, I don't know, but it's fantastic. I go, oh, my God, this is amazing. And now that's all every time that I keep hearing that Kenny Omega lifted the dog up, that's all I see is him running the dog out of the room like that, which we know didn't happen. Um, But supposedly the biggest fists were thrown between Punk and Matt Jackson. And then to begin Dynamite, TK opens up and decides to strip the trios and world champions of their titles. No mention why. Just said after the events of All Out, I am stripping them. Tonight we're going to have new trios championship, and now we're going to have a tournament of champions to have our interim, 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 paper, 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 interim champion. Now, we've also found out Christopher Daniels, Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa, Ace Steel, Pat Buck, all suspended. CM Punk has actually not been listed as suspended. He's been injured because of the torn tricep, which you could just lump it in, I guess, in your time. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. However, do you find it... Man, we're going to get into it real close. I I promise we're almost there. I I can't wait to get your take. I, I really can't. But they made the tournament champions. First, you had certain people that are already in your second round. You got John Moxley and Chris Jericho because they have been pre-world champions. Danielson and Hangman Page have to face off against each other on last week's Dynamite. And uh, and then also that Friday would be Sammy Guevara and Darby Allin. Shout out to my man, Eric Eminon. You all remember him back from, I think it was like season two. Season one or two of our podcast where... It was our intriguing indie shows. He was one of the guys that uh, we interviewed. And I asked him. I saw he was there. And I go, hey, my man, let me ask you a question. Uh, it sounded really weird when Hangman Page came out. Like, like the crowd was indifferent. They didn't know how to sound. No cheering, no booing, just, that's a guy. Right. <laughs> it seemed weird. And he goes, oh, it was heavily booed. Huh. So, playing a little bit of the uh, WWE microphone crowd games I see there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you could hear Danielson's pop, no problem. Paige came out, and it was just melancholy. And you hear what I would assume was Tony Schiavone go, oof. (laughs) But I think he thought that the (laughs) boos were covering in, and they were not. Anyway... Danielson moves on, and then later on in the weekend, Guevara moves on, moves on from facing Darby Allen. So now, tonight, we have John Moxley taking on 
Sammy Guevara. We have Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson 2, which is coming off of the all-out setup. Uh, all right, give me your at least take on that right now. What, what's the plan? I think we both assume Blackpool Combat Club finals. No. Uh, I think no. it's going to be Jericho versus Moxley, unfortunately. Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that's what Might I Might as well want. put the eye patch back on him, too. <laughs> that's, oh, God, you would think that, you mark. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. I said I didn't want it to happen. All right. You know what's really sad? All this news that we're talking about, did you hear how we just said All Out ended? And we just spent the last however many minutes talking about all this shit, and that's the biggest thing everybody's talking about, and no one's fucking talking about MJF's big return and how cool and awesome it was. Completely overshadowed by all of this. Sucks. Mm -hmm. Personally, I I, I hate it. Um, Did you hear the rumors that this is all a work? Well, naturally, people are going to say that, and Punk's definitely good at doing that. I mean, he definitely blurs the lines. He even said it in the scrum. He's like, he was talking about his promo when he came back, and he was like, oh, crazy Phil, he's going into business for himself. Like, he definitely, you know, is is capable of that. I just think with everything that happened with the scrum, I think, I don't think Tony could keep it quiet. I don't think they could, they could work this like this. I mean, there were police there. You know, there was police reports, so... You know, which would be a throwback to, like, the 70s and even the 80s, but... I know, I, I was I, like, I, yo, is it Arn and Sid and someone got stabbed? What yeah, the fuck's I know, going right? on Pretty here? much, yeah, pretty much, man. Um, Yeah, I, I, I no, I think this is a shoot. I mean, you know, I don't think Straight, this is a work yeah. at all. Wait, oh, hang on, hang on. You gotta be kidding me. I'll be goddamned. It's the guy that's black on our show. Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwing. Wing. Eh? It's Nightwing. Really? Huh. Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. Hey everybody, this is Nightwing. I'm back for some limited engagements because, well, my personal issues are starting to resolve, but we're not there yet. So anyway, let me just jump right into it because I made the single greatest prediction in the history of this show. Uh, Everything that's been going on with the bloodline or it's like uh, the professor likes to say the blood shit. Anyway, Rikishi tweeted out earlier this week that uh, something's missing and, well, there's rumors that Naomi is returning, but... Could we get Tamina in the bloodline? I don't know. She hasn't been doing anything. It'd be a good little fit. But I actually do think that uh, Naomi is a better fit for the bloodline. So anyway, now, what I want to talk about is the hot topic of the week is AEW. Let's be real. Now, I was never a real big CM Punk fan back in the day when he was in WWE. I mean, I like what he did. I always enjoyed his matches. I think he's an amazing performer. However, I always thought that he just kind of went out for himself and went into business for himself quite a bit. And uh, he's airing all the dirty laundry out in public. And he was rumored to be a, a locker room cancer back in the day when he was in WWE. So I think those rumors are panning out to be a little bit more true than we thought at the time. And, well... I just think a lot of them are just kind of going into business for themselves. Now, let's look at the elite. Okay, yeah. The whole purpose of creating AEW was for them to basically put themselves over. And they've done it 
over and over and over again. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, it's the Bucks and Kenny Omega. They always book themselves to be on top. They they won't lay down for anybody. And the fact of the matter is, they basically created this whole organization for them to be the top guys. And there's many people in that organization that are much better than they are. So, with that being said, are they is AEW starting to kind of implode? I mean, when... The NWO was way over in WCW. They kind of started going down because everybody was trying to book themselves on top. They were self-booking. Same thing when basically the Hogan crew went into Impact. They started imploding. Are we seeing the traces of the same thing going on in AEW right now? So, anyway, that's my thoughts on the situation. Hey, guys, have a great week. Oh, it wouldn't be a season premiere without Nightwing. Glad to have you back Welcome for an back, episode, Nightwing. my man. Oh, all right. Knew you were going to bring up some bloodline, but damn it, every time something happens, I'm like, that motherfucker. But good for you, man. Hey, someone had to call that. And I think a lot of people could be like, oh, I, I called they were going to put all everybody in the family together. Two solid years ago, this dude's like, they got this guy, they got that guy. Man, they bring in Jacob Fah, too. Oh, my God. Oh. All right. Is AEW imploding like... WCW, yeah, man. It's funny because that's exactly what uh, ODM said. You know, it's like the Lex Luger thing with the Moxley and Punk match. They are doing a lot of stupid shit. Their storylines go nowhere. You debut a character, and that's it. A week or two later, it's it, this is becoming 2000, 2001 WCW, and it's scary. It's not great to look at. Now we're gonna argue though. Nightwing, I fucking missed you. But Punk being a cancer in the locker room. All right, man. You are saying that there are reports of people in WWE saying that he was a cancer in the locker room. Besides the McMahons and Triple H, I don't think I've heard of many people really say that he was a piece of shit in the locker room. And even more so, again, WCR our weekly cornet reference. Listening to him, he listed off through a report that someone did about CM Punk's huge return. So go back and check his thing out. But here's a list of names who had nothing but great things to say about Punk. Powerhouse Hobbs, Darby Allen, Max Caster, Dustin Rose. All these people are saying that he is the guy that after your match, he's like, hey, you want some pointers, here's some cool things to take a look at. Or um, when one of the most impactful things to me that I loved, it got me, I loved it, was Powerhouse Hobbs' mom had passed, I think, weeks before his match at Grand Slam, Arthur Ashe, last year. And Punk faced him on Rampage. And Punk said, there's no one in the crowd tonight but your mom. We're putting this match on for her. Fuck you to anybody that says that that dude is there to go in business for himself. He's right. there to make a business. He's there to make stars. He's Think about all the guys that he worked with. Everybody's like, oh, he's working with no-name guys. He's not taking on your Daniel Sins and your Mox. He's taking on Garcia and uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Good for him. I actually appreciate that. I'd rather that than him come back and be a Brock Lesnar who only takes on your top-tier name only, and that's it. Love it. That being said, now, thank you, Nightwing. I appreciate you saying that, but, you know, try again. Anyway, no, for real. 
ODM, I want to get your whole take on the scrum. The I think we, we've kind of touched base on the scrum. I think the, there was no lies, right? I think no one told it. him when he was telling lies. But give me your take on the fight, and do you think – are you on punk side, the elite side? Uh, just kind of give me at least that for now. Wow, where to start? Uh, Punk uh, obviously felt like he needed to go into the whole Colt Cabana thing. Nobody asked him about it. He just went into it. Obviously, it was weighing on his mind. Um, Was it professional? No, but that's what Punk does. Tony has no balls. He's everybody's friend, and he needs to take control. Uh, Another weekly Cornette reference, he said... It is like WCW where the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah. And that's part of the Did problem. it not look like Tony was like, oh, I didn't snort enough before this. <laughs> or he snorted too much. He didn't expect it. Um, he's like, yeah, you're right. He's like way too fucking jigged. <laughs> or Jackie's like, I can't fucking move. I got to act like I'm not understanding this shit. I'm like, oh. That's awesome. uh, so yeah, it was <laughs> it, it was a very CM Punk, you know, I'll say promo. It wasn't really a promo, but... I don't know that he should have been calling out his co-workers like that publicly. Uh, maybe he was pissed and whatever. Um, yeah, so it, it, it was a little odd. Now, again, the flip side of that is I'm, I'm, I'm playing 50-50, especially at the beginning here. Tell me when I'm lying. He ain't lying. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, mm-hmm. Omega and the Bucks should not be EVPs. It's become abundantly clear that that was a poor move and they should be nothing but talent. Now, more reports are coming out that uh, the Bucks sent out feelers to WWE. Good, go. Good. Yeah. Go. Bye. Um, the, the, the post-match scrum, it's hard to tell. There's going to be lots of conflicting reports. We're never going to get the full story. Of course, you know, this is the one time Cutler probably wasn't recording on his cell phone. Uh, right. So we were not going to get that. Um, so I don't know who did what. I don't know how it started, how it ended. Uh, I don't know. It's definitely easy to think. You know, in, in Twitter is the, you know social media. The wrestling community is is very divided. A lot of people are saying, you know, this happens everywhere. Punk goes. Some people are saying um, that's not how an EVP acts. Now here's my thing. I definitely understand the whole. It seems like Punk does have heat uh, to some extent. Um, and who knows how much of a, you know, a, a toll that's taking on the AEW roster. I, I don't know. We don't know. We're not backstage. And it's hard to trust reports because a lot of times people jump to conclusions and they just report on shit. Ultimately, uh, I think a big problem, I think the biggest problem personally is the elite. Uh, Adam... Page has become way too big for his britches. He, we got sold a bill of goods that never got paid. Uh, the Bucks are mediocre at best. They should be on the pre-show so we can all see a flippy match and get us riled up for the main card. Uh, Omega had great matches in Japan. Now he's just, I don't know, he's not what he was. Copy-paste every match. Yep, pretty much. Um and we've got a lot of other talent on the roster that deserves playing time. And I think with Punk, you'd at least get that. But with the Bucks and Omega and the Elite, you're not going to get that. So uh, when it comes to Punk, uh, 
does should he stay should he be fired should he be suspended i think he should be suspended at the very least um you know they, they're saying he's going to be out about eight months uh who the fuck knows who the fuck knows what's going to happen with this i don't know uh but i uh, you know maybe you know this is fucking hilarious man cody cody got out right in time cody saw the he writing on the up. wall he, yep he saw the writing on the wall he's like nope i'm out so AEW, we're here to start a revolution. We're here to give you an alternative. That was the whole motive. And they did. It was an alternative. And people liked what was being provided in front of them. But you're here to do a business. You're here to make business. And when the presidents of your company are shitting on you, what left do you have to do? What's left to do? You know, you just maybe you do pull the trigger at the media scrum. You do talk some shit. You fucking call them out because you're saying, and not to argue with you necessarily, but you said, you know, he probably shouldn't have called them out publicly. Why not? Being the elite is a publicly fucking set up on YouTube. Whether they have 5,005 million fans doesn't fucking matter. They tried to accuse Punk of something that he had, in his words, fuck all to do with. And they've been talking shit on him for a while. There was that one BTE that I did see a scene. It might have been Punk's return or one of his first promos. mm -hmm. And the elite were just standing at the monitor rolling their eyes like, oh, yeah, fuck this guy. Right. So, which is why I want it to be a goddamn work, but it won't be. Um, the uh, my main thing is that, like you said, you know, you got Box Omega. They are just tra- and kind of like Nightwing said. You know, these are guys who wanted this company so that they could just push themselves. Yep. I think Cody saw a bigger picture and wanted to make make some changes and some differences. But since these guys only want to push themselves, these guys never had million dollar shows set up, and no one on that show can sell the merchandise the way Punk does. Give me one guy besides maybe Moxley. Maybe. Darby could be close, but not not the merch sells that Punk has. No. Shit. He came back. It was the hottest selling shirt. I fucking broke broke, uh, pro wrestling tees that weekend. So my personal opinion, go back and watch the media scrum if you want to. When Punk leaves, four, five minutes at best, and that's when the security guard goes running out of the room Yep. to the back. There's no goddamn way in hell that the Bucks were like, okay, so here's the deal. We're going to go in and be like, hey, man, we are really trying to work a really good business together and be really great if we were on board together. Maybe we all get together and have some coffee. They went back with their internet balls and didn't realize that when they step up into a real fucking fight as alleged fighters and fake fucking wrestling, that when a punch hits you, you're going to get knocked the fuck out. Good luck to that, Matt Jackson. Nick, chair to the face. Bite to whatever on Kenny Omega. Look at man. You all fucking wanted it. I've known presidents of companies that I've worked for. God damn it. Tell me the last time 
what's his Mark Cuban is that his name? Uh, right. The Dallas Mavericks Dallas guy. Mavericks, When's yeah. the last time he went into Dirk Nowitzki's fucking locker room and bitch slapped him across the face? Yeah. You are a president of a form. You went about it the wrong way. You all should be fucking fired of your position 100%. Not even just suspended. You've now also just shit on your trios championship. You just proved that that meant nothing. Next day, we just gave it to the next best team that was close enough. And they even made mention. We were going to put the Dark Order in this, but someone was hurt, so we gave it to the best friends instead. You just said, it didn't matter who's fucking around. It was just close to people who were standing in our arena tonight. That just proves you just shit on everything. You guys ruined so much. And personally, for me, I look at the numbers, man. If Matt Jackson himself went in the room and a fight broke out, man, we have no idea what the fuck happened. Numbers were against Punk. I do not give a shit. Three on one and they went in jacked up. I would have reacted the same exact way that Punk did. Rap on the beak. Here we go. Um, let's get a little bit of side notes and questions here for AEW. We're going to go down the thing here. A little side note. Uh, Bobby Fish all of a sudden wants to fucking fight Punk. MMA style. Yeah, and that has something to do with their match where uh, Fish kicked out at like 3.1. Apparently Punk didn't oh. care for that too much. It caused a little tension. Hmm. So, you know, as we already mentioned, there's no suspension announcement technically for Punk, but also no return date for Bucks and, and Omega. I found that kind of interesting. It didn't say they are suspended for X mound days. Well, they were all removed from the intro bumper. Yep, I did see that. They're like, all right, who do we got? All right, the acclaimed. It's first time in the middle of this promo. Uh, can they work this into an angle? Can all parties come back? and run this together, kind of like you did Edge and Matt Hardy. It's going to be hard with Punk, eight months. That's a long fucking time. Who knows if he even wants to come back after that. That's the other angle you got to think about. Who says he wants to come back now? Probably got enough money out of everything right now, considering right what he's done the last year or two, and then done. Yo, his championship reigns are less than what Mick Foley had in WWE, and it's really fucking sad. He only had, like, 27 days, and that's even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, Mindy's Bakery. Goddamn. All right, the dude was sucking back some tasty, tasty pastry Tasty treats. pastries. And the internet decided to go to their site and leave some reviews. Some of my favorite reviews are... My mom and I share a bank account, and we spend all of our money at Mindy's Bakery. I love to eat Mindy's Tasty Treats and go fight EVPs. Uh, I think my favorite one, honestly, is look in my eyes. What do you see? Pastries from Mindy's Bakeries. I know you love them. Those tasty treats taste so good you'll fight the elite. (laughs) God damn, I love the internet. All right, you guys came through on that. Good for you. Um, Adam Page Do you keep him? Or do you kick him out? If you're Tony Khan <sighs> Okay, so uh, My reaction here is not going to be based on the type of person that Tony Khan is Because I don't think this would ever happen My thing. No, 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 get- I'm asking you, yep, ODM yep. yep Get rid of the elite and leave it up to Page What he wants to do You can play ball or you can follow your friends 
think a slap on the wrist <clears throat> is fair enough. A good slap on the wrist. I mean, not curtain call situation, you know, like they did to Hunter. Right. But enough where you do want to draw some attention to him and be like, this is what can happen if you want to try and go into business for yourself again. All I know is I would turn his character heel this week. <laughs> yeah, problem is, you're not is I don't think I don't, him for I don't think time. he can I don't think he can play heel. Well, he's doing a good job by trying to be a face that's being a heel. Right, no shit. Um right? Tony Khan in general. I uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, besides the fact that it's got to grow seven nuts and and he can things. he can own the company, he can fund the company, he can make final say on signing talent and refusing to sign talent. He should have somebody running the show, not himself. He doesn't have the balls to do it, and he doesn't have producer. the mind to do it. Yeah, I agree. Someone who's been in the in the business long enough. I'm not saying fuck. Let Dustin do it. I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. Let him be your 100 percent real life general manager or. Uh, commissioner, whatever you want to call it, the guy that's booking the entire thing in real life, let him take over. He's yep. got a mind for the business. I would rather that too. I think it's a great idea. Actually, him and Regal, let them tag team. Give them co fucking oh, uh, reigns. There you go. It's, but Tony's got to go in some form or fashion. He's got to go. And man, look at in two weeks from today, we're going to be talking about. Where has AEW gone wrong? Well, Jesus, just less than the last 30, 40 minutes. But uh, where does AEW go from here? Do you have to start clean, like real hard clean, or do you piggyback off of some of the things? I mean, notice, Punk, Bucks, Omega, not one name was even mentioned on Dynamite. Moxley mentioned he lost his championship, but he lost it to Vacant. Yeah, right. Vacant's been killing it lately. He's a motherfucker. That in interim. So, wh- what do you think? Uh, where does AEW have to go from here? Well, as long as they don't do the fucking Russo nonsense where they just vacate all the titles and literally say on TV that they're going to start from scratch. I don't know. I think there's some stuff. That <laughs> Are you, you can... shitting me? They basically just did that. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, they pretty much did. I don't know, man. It's it's not an easy fix. Uh, one, because he can't book for shit. Uh, I think that there's some stuff you can kind of keep going and some stuff, yeah, you're just going to have to start over. You got this final tournament and whoever wins it's going to go up against MJF, so there you go. So that shit writes itself and you can kind of branch off of that, right? Well, then you got heat in the women's division, so what do you do with Tony Storm? Well, it sounds like Jamie Hayter is the perfect uh, um, opponent. However, she's kind of turning babyface because it seems like she's straying away from Britt Baker. Um, so, you know, that's still kind of in flux too. the tag team tournaments or situation. I have no idea. Uh, put it on a claim. Like I said, eventually get them on FTR. Hopefully with the bucks being gone, um, you know, somebody else talk some sense into somebody and we get the FTR that we deserve. Um, but yeah, man, it's not going to be easy. I certainly don't know what the fuck to do. I mean, I don't have a feel for the room and I've never done it before. So speaking of. Dax, Cash. Did you notice I didn't pick them during the draft? Yeah. I did my math. I did my work. They're going to New Japan. They're getting in work. They're they're already set to play uh, to face Aussie Open on New Japan Strong, and then they're also going to be, uh, I think, a part of the tag league. I knew my work. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, I 100% agree. There's not one thing I disagree with you. The only thing I legit disagree with you on is I just, and only for purposes of a great match, I would love to see Blackpool Combat Club versus Blackpool Combat Club. I would like to see Danielson and Moxley oh, tear I down the house it. at Arthur Ashe. I think it would be a better match than Jericho Moxley. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Because I think, the, do you know what's going to happen? You put Jericho against Moxley in a New York crowd, you may fucking ruin Moxley. Yeah. That crowd may just go, fuck it, we want Jericho. We don't need a three-time, four-time bleeder. Yeah. You know, my own personal take. All right. All right. Let's do a 180, take a quick little turn, and just quickly talk about WWE, what we've been going, what's been going on, what we're missing here. You know, if we're going to talk about side notes and questions. You know, really, how great can the Triple H era be? It's already off to a great start. We got some returns. Dexter Loomis is on fire. Just small storyline. Not even much that he needs to do. Bailey's killing it on the mic again. Mm -hmm. Everything seems to be off and running. The U.S. and Intercontinental title, all of them, are are, both of them are getting great uh, prestige back put into it. And they're on a (laughs) pay-per-view. Exactly. Yeah, not a a pre-show. Um, yeah, I will say this. Bobby Lashley, I, when he came back in 2018, I was unsure of him. Mm, me too. Like, eh, all right. But, man, he has killed it. Being a WWE champion, being a U.S. champion, looks dominant as fuck. I, and I'll get into where I think he should be in this next coming year. Um, who dethrones Gunther? And then who dethrones Roman Reigns? You know, I, I Gunther to me, I, it's like the Rusev. You know what I mean? Like it was that unbeatable guy, the foreigner. Yep. I don't know who's going to end up taking his IC title. I think that's kind of a, a more tougher question. But I'm actually more interested to hear who defeats Roman Reigns. I don't know, man. If it wasn't going to be Drew, I, I cross is the next one. But I mean, it makes sense. I to don't us, want but... Austin Theory. No, no. And Cross, I'm sorry. Like, I like him, and, you know, I'm excited that he's back, and I'm excited that he's going to get pushed the proper way. But it's not going to mean anything. There's nobody that's going to really mean anything. What if Owens versus Roman somewhere in the next couple of months? Sammy's like, don't do this, man. Roman, he's our tribal chief. He... Acknowledge him, Owens. It's, you can fucking love him. He's your man, you know, and, and plays to the whole Anoa'i family and then fucks the whole family over at the pay-per-view and help Owens win the championship. Yeah. I think Meh. they are going to be aligning themselves soon. Yeah, I think so. Again. They've definitely been teasing it a lot. Yeah. When's Cody coming back? Rumble? Rumble makes the most sense. So do you think he dethrones Cody, or he dethrones Roman? Yeah, fuck, actually, you know what? Yeah, Cody's the one. Yeah, Cody's the one. Dude, I came back, you know, I I was here, I left, uh, I did my own thing, I've come back, I want to do what my dad never did, and what happens? He immediately gets massively injured. And he comes back, and he could have, he could be that pop. He could be that Cena pop, especially if he comes back early. I would love a, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Hey, I you know I was like fifty fifty on his comeback to WWE. Right. Now after seeing everything unfold with AEW, I was like, 
Good for you. Yeah, 100%. You knew what you were doing. Yep, he did. He knew exactly what the fuck he <laughs> Look was at doing. man, you're a smart guy. Look at your girl. Look at your job. Good for you. Okay. Um, Bray Wyatt. I would assume WWE bound again. If he comes back to wrestling. Ah, come on. Don't give me that shit. Dude. You know what I want? You got Braun back? Give me Eric Rowan. Give me Bray Wyatt and fucking bring in Bo Dallas to replace your Luke Harper. Give me a brand new Wyatt family. Just go back to your roots. No more fiend. No more bullshit. Go back to the roots. That's all you need. Meh. Meh this. I would rather, right, I would rather, um, I'd rather let Bray have the creative to do what he wants to do. And yeah, not the fiend. What if he wanted to do that? Well, fuck him then. All right, man. Dominic, he turned on his daddy. It's only September. It would have been cooler if they waited a little bit to have the very first ever father-son match, and especially at WrestleMania, but I think you can't hold off any more than probably Royal Rumble they're going to have their match. But it will be pretty big at a stadium. Fucking Survivor Series. Right? At this rate, it's probably going to be. Yeah. Any bold predictions heading into the Rumble or WrestleMania for yourself? Bold predictions, no. Right now, I'm just trying to to get a handle because I've been such an such an absentee viewer. I mean, it's hard enough for me Same. to find time to watch AEW, but uh, you know, now like there's really a ton of good. You said it. It is the Triple H era. How good can it be? It can be fucking fantastic. I think we're already seeing it, and uh, you know, I'm excited. So it, it's hard for me to really have a grasp. I don't. I'd be surprised if Liv holds the title past WrestleMania. I don't see that happening. Oh, man, I don't want her to hold it past this week. Yeah. I love Liv, but the barely scaping by because you're uh, escaping by because you're like just the the beaten up fragile little girl who got lucky with a roll-up pin, I'm over it now. It was great to see in the first minute, but to beat Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, all these girls, I'm like, well, now let's get a little more realistic here. Come on, you know. If fucking James Ellsworth became the world champion and was beating Roman and Brock, we'd have issues, right? Right. Kind of the same thing. We would have popped if he accidentally beat them, but it's not a story that we want to keep going. Me, personally... I say take Rousey out of your world title picture and Shayna Baszley out of your world title picture. Why are you not making them tag champs together? Yeah. That's the easiest setup possible. And they've already kind of had some segments where they talk to each other, so Mm -hmm. could be in the works. But I'm telling you right now, in the Triple H WrestleMania era, the very first WrestleMania and Rumble that we get, I'd like to see either uh, Roman versus The Rock, finally, or... I'd be okay with Roman and Cody as we've just kind of laid out organically. I think at WrestleMania, you're going to get the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for those tag team titles. And as much as everybody wanted to see Rousey and Becky Lynch, that fire is gone. That It's gone. Let Ship it go. Sailed. Yep. I'd actually rather see Bailey versus Lynch. Bailey is the ultimate woman heel right now, and if she's coming back the man again, perfect. It's all you need. And I would actually think Asuka and Bianca Belair would be a really good match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Kind of my last one to throw out there. That's a wild card one. Now, normally we're like, all right, what happened in AEW this week? 
We're going to start doing a new thing. We're not going to hit on everything that happened in AEW. We're going to start doing a thing, just notable AEW and WWE results and moments. Because the good news is is that there's a lot of good shit and bad shit from both shows. Now we can just take the top of each and just run with it. There you go. Uh, Last week, Raw and SmackDown, Lashley did defeat The Miz in the U.S. title cage match with Dexter Loomis, as we've talked about, helping out. Dominic is officially in the Judgment Day, which is awesome for him and his new girlfriend, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Bailey and Damage Control had an awesome segment with their saying that they're going to take the tag titles this coming Monday, as well as the world title coming up against Bianca Belair at a time when Bailey chooses. Yo, she's awesome. She's the ultimate fucking bitch Karen woman that could be. She plays that part so well. I love it. Um,. On SmackDown, Karrion Cross choked out McIntyre to close out SmackDown, as well as Solo Sokoa joined Bloodline, and Braun Strowman returned to both Raw and SmackDown. If you thought MJF was being a good guy in Buffalo, <laughs> just give it a minute. What a dick. I knew it. I was just waiting. I'm like, as soon as I saw the Josh Allen jersey, I'm like, this motherfucker. Yep. I know he's going to do something, but this motherfucker. I'm like, we are one day away from the season over. I don't need a bad... Juju no bad vibe juju. from this guy right here, man. Um, says Buffalo is the greatest team. Josh Allen is the greatest quarterback. Only for Moxie to come out, call him out, and then he takes off the jersey, wipes his ass with it, throws it at the crowd, and says Buffalo is the worst team in all of U.S. history. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good. He, you, you're good, you. You're good. Uh, John Moxley. Caught a really good passionate promo. Talk about Dante, the uh, not even supposed to be here today. This dude was supposed to be on vacation until like past all uh, full gear, from what I've been told, and not told uh. shit from what I've read. And now he's back and having to take on the role. If this doesn't drive you to drinking anytime soon, my favorite goddamn part of his promo. And the truth is, is I could go after the title. I want to go after the AEW world title. You know what? And I can go on the internet and I could buy one like a lot of you guys. Guess who was in the fucking crowd that night wearing his purchased <laughs> AEW championship? That boy. That's fucking Bro. Hilarious. I, saw I knew he was there because I had saw some pictures already with some other people. But when he said that, I go, oh, my God. And I saw the picture of him holding the championship, which means he drove from North Carolina all the way to Buffalo with that goddamn title for Moxie to call him the biggest fucking loser in the world. Woo! You know what? One more time. Hit the music! The bills make me want to kick your heels up and throw your hands up and throw your head back and come on now. The bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 And that works. You know why it works? Because Daniel Garcia then wins the world, or not the world, the ROH pure title in the main event uh, against Wheeler Yuta in Buffalo, hometown. It's cool pop. I mean, did it need to be the main event? People are like, well, why would that main event not 
Paige and, and Danielson. Did you listen to Dan- to Paige's response? There you go. That's why this one was the main event. It was a much better happy ending. Right. No one likes to leave things on a sad ending. Um, but Dynamite tonight, we have our semifinals. You got Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson, John Moxley versus Guevara. We both have given our take on that. And I can't believe this. Two goddamn hours later, let's go to the goddamn table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my gosh! So, as usual, my bring it to the table is something random. It's just something that I saw and it was cool and I wanted to bring it up. I popped for it. I think you'll pop for it too if you haven't heard it already. Every once in a while, I catch a random uh, Kenny McIntosh inside the rope video on social media. I uh, see the Paul Heyman ones a lot. Those are always fucking great. Uh, but this one was Mick Foley talking about his infamous Hell in a Cell match with Undertaker. And, you know, he definitely reviews the high spots and how he was un- unconscious for a good part of the match. Doesn't remember it. Had to go back and rewatch it. He rewatched it and, uh, you know, he noticed that because of how things went that Taker and Funk had words. They, they basically called an audible, and it ends up with Taker chokeslamming Terry Funk out of his shoes. And, you know, Foley's going Because overall. Funk was in there to help out yep. Foley, who was pretty fucking out of it. And, yeah, yeah like you're saying, they, they called an audible between each other. God, I love two pros. Like, mm-hmm. that's just awesome. And they made it seem like they were just talking shit to each other, but they were openly communicating with each other. And, you know, and Foley's like, you know, I watched it like 30 times after that. He's like, you know, and he's like, and all I can remember when that happened was, where did those shoes come from? (laughs) I, so, unfortunately, there was a night that Mick Foley did a comedy show in Rochester. Yeah, yeah, I had a gig. I didn't, I didn't get to go to it, but... He said, you're only going to hear me, and everybody told me about it. My wife got to go um, with some other people, and, and his big thing is, I don't swear. I'm a PG guy. That's why I do the Santa thing. And he goes, but only one time tonight you're going to hear me drop an F-bomb. And during his comedy show, it's that whole thing, the long buildup, and he goes, where'd those fucking shoes come from? <laughs> God, I love it. <laughs> Shit. That's, it's scary though. Could you imagine like going through so many different things with your body being thrown through things? Like kind of like Taker wrestled an entire match with a concussion and has zero recollection of losing his streak. Yep. How weird is that? We all remember it. He doesn't. Fucked up. Right. Um. All right. My bringing it to the table. <clears throat> Oh, you didn't know? Road Daggett. Oh, I fucked it up. Oh. Road Diggity Daggy Daggy Dag. Nah. Road Dog is a douchebag. That's where I was going with this. Um, it bothers me how much he sucks the D of WWE now that he is a backstage producer. If no one remembers, go back to your 2002. 2003 and 4 uh, editions of TNA, they were Voodoo Kin Mafia. VKM. Do the initials sound familiar to you? 
Never well, heard. They call Vince a pussy. They said, bring your two best guys. We don't want to fight. We don't want to sports entertainment, blah, blah, blah. Let's go face-to-face, blah, blah, blah. You're doing all that in TNA, but now that people do it on Dynamite, you're like, oh, it's disrespectful to the business. Uh, see, I'm punk. He's, he's no good for the business. He's not good. Spending my days working hard for Vince, and all I do is suck a dick. And blah, 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 blah. Fuck him. Fuck Road Dog. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him in his ear. If he doesn't have that, fuck him in his other ear. Right, fuck man, him in the DeLorean. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Will we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah. Wait a minute. What? What is it? Me. a second i take exception to this gentlemen i know exactly who you are to think for a minute that i'm going to sit out here and condone anything you're doing we are paying tribute tonight to one of the all-time greats arn anderson i will not stay here and let you desecrate his good name and fantastic reputation you got anything to say talk to yourself pal yeah whatever gene beat it Woo! You know, I'm out here screaming at the top of my lungs and I don't even know why. Woo! Before I go any further, let me let all the horsemen out here know one thing. Guys, the beer's on ice. All right, Daddy! Woo! Gong him. You know something is pretty ironic? That on Labor Day, WCW would decide to honor me because anybody that's followed my career knows one thing. Y'all was wondering when I was going to go into labor. But you know something? This is not right. Four months ago, I had a neck injury. Subsequently, I lost the feeling in my hand, my left hand. The significance of that, that's a hand I open beer with. But you know something? I willed myself back from that injury. I got in the gym. I didn't do anything. I walked around, but I got to the gym. And you know what? I, I started to come back. But about a week ago, I went to the neighborhood bar. I bellied up against the bar like only I can. And a fat broad, that's right, a fat broad, came up and smacked me in the back and sent a chill down me. Same fat broads have been following the horsemen for 20 years. But as I looked at that long neck laying on that cheap industrial grade carpentry, I said to myself, how ironic. Now, it wasn't so much the fact that I was out $3.75. What it was to me was sand ticking down through the hourglass 
and everybody knows, so are the days of our lives. As I come out here tonight, I ask you people, don't remember how I used to be. Remember me how I look right now. So Kurt, as I got a challenge to you, and I ain't got much to offer you, because the beer's spoken for. But what I do got is I got a spot. A spot with the four horsemen. Not just a spot, not a liver spot, not a spot like your dog spot. No, not just any spot, but my spot. God damn, it's good to be back. It is really good to be back for the Monday Night Wars. Good to be back for the top of wrestling. It is episode 501. <laughs> um, all right, look at we've taken some time off. We took a whole month off. I don't think we need to na- take another two hours and talk about what happened 25 years ago. I think we've done enough damage for everybody today. Now let's just kind of breeze through what has happened. The biggest takeaways. I'll tell you right now, Ground Zero, which is WWE's pay-per-view. And secondly, from there, Arn's spot. All right. Other than that, we got lucky. Two of the weeks, Raw was like some random Friday night main event Raws that were, you could tell... We're taped in the same night. It was the same arena. It was horrible. Um, And they were a bunch of nothing matches. We got lucky for two straight weeks. And then for the other two weeks, it wasn't even that great of stuff. It it hasn't been... I I really feel like they phoned it in themselves. They were like, well, the top wrestling 25 years from now is going to be taken off. So maybe (laughs) we should should take a break on how much we push. But, all right, like I said, we got Arn Spot. But let's break down the pay-per-view... Ground Zero. All right. So our first match, we get Brian Pillman defeating Goldust. Uh, The whole premise behind this was Pillman luring Goldust into it to win Marlena's services for a month. Uh, And not only does when he wins, he fucking collects quick, drags her ass all the way back to the back of the arena, out of the arena, throws her into a car and speeds off Goldust chasing him off. Hey. And while we've been away... Pillman has been claiming that Dakota is his daughter. Yes. Ooh, that's the original Ray and Eddie and Dominic Mysterio uh, storyline. That was the original Dakota, I'm her father. Probably from what happens in a couple of weeks to Pillman is why we all completely forget about this. But it's really sad to think about this, by the way. I mean, come on, let's talk realistically. We're going to be heading into bad blood in a couple of weeks here and... This is the ending, man. So just just cherish all the things you're going to be seeing for the next couple of weeks because it's the end. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next, Brian Christopher defeats uh, Scott Pusky by countout. Meh. Thanks for putting uh, that ne- on a pay-per-view. Which I know, right? Next, we get a triple threat. Uh, it's a member from Los Boricuas, uh, Nation of Domination, and DOA. Uh, Savio Vega defeating Farouk and Crush. I kind of like the match, to be honest with you. It was the three leaders of the teams, and it was... I watched it, and I was... I, look, at I had kind of some anticipation of maybe... Eh, in the fast-forward button. Ground Zero is kind of a sleeper pay-per-view. 
it has some good stuff on there. And as much as we hate the DOA, Los Bariquas, Nation, and all 12 men always wanting to fight with each other, the three-way match was actually really decent. It was a really good match on this show. Yeah, three good workers, too. I mean, you know. Absolutely. Pros. Yeah. Well, I mean, the trend continues because next Max Mini defeated El Torito in a midget match. So bang on with the your trend. fucking sleeper paper. The trend continues. <laughs> <laughs> ODM, no short on funny jokes. Oh, get it? Move on. So next we get our uh, tag team four-way elimination match for the vacant WWF Tag Team Championships. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were relinquished by Dude Love and Austin prior to this match. Um, basically, Dude Love saying, well, the only reason I have this title is because of Austin. And Austin says, fuck you, the only reason I have to relinquish this is because you say I can't wrestle. Throws the title at Monsoon's feet, or at Slaughter's feet, I'm sorry. And uh, yep. that's how that goes. Well... We end up getting the Headbangers versus the Godwins, Legion of Doom, and Owen and Bulldog. Uh, Owen gets a a sharpshooter locked in on somebody. Austin interferes, hits the stunner on Owen. Headbangers are your tag title champions. Okay. I swear, here's the sound I made after the match was over. Ugh. (laughs) Hell of a sleeper pay-per-view No so bullshit. Far. I watched it, and I was like, uh, come on, man. Really? That's where we went after Austin and Dude Love? All right. Well, yeah. on to the Attitude Era. Here Fantastic. we go. You're going to hear me say, eh, quite a bit in the next upcoming years. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because, well, it's not funny. You know, you're referencing it's the end, you know, for somebody that we're seeing right now in a program. It's almost the end for somebody else, too. At least in WWE, uh, Bret Hart retains his championship over the Patriot via submission. Wipes his ass with the American flag, throws it into the crowd. He wipes his ass with the flag. I love <laughs> I like this it. guy. <laughs> <laughs> A good Joe uh, Montana reference. Let's move on. <laughs> Main event, you get Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. It ends in a no contest. They basically beat the shit out of two refs. A third one comes in and calls it a no contest. And as we're about to find out on the following Raw, we are about to get our Hell in a Cell. The first ever Hell in a Cell match between Austin, or Jesus, uh, Michaels and Taker. Because they just, they can't be contained. We need one ref, one finish and that's it so that's where we're heading to i i i like ground zero because this match with them is mm. not often talked about but it's a sure. really good match it's actually pretty good but michael's doing a lot of great heel antics taker chasing him down doing the michael myers slow ass walk to go chase someone <laughs> but very uh very good stuff and we'll obviously see where that's gonna go but now, WCW. So while we were gone, we've had a couple of weeks, some good stuff, some bad stuff. Most important thing is that we are looking to finally get Sting and Hogan. We just don't know when. It took J.J. Dillon six weeks of hearing the crowd chant Hulk Hogan to figure it out. But the most important part is 
we're heading into war games, and Arn Anderson is just not up to par. He's not ready to fight, and he needs to give up his spot. Because he went to the doctors and found out that some of the nerve damage and injury to his neck and everything, it's, it's affecting limbs. He's having issues. And he offers his spot in the horseman. And not just anybody's spot. He's, his spot. The enforcer's spot. To Kurt Henning. Kurt says, it would be an honor. Cool. Man, I can see Flair, Kurt Henning, Mongo, and Benoit. I think that's a pretty decent Four Horsemen crew. And that's who's going to be heading into Fall Brawl. One week later, Mean Gene is standing on the ramp thinking that he is about to have a conversation with the Four Horsemen. Out comes... Sean Waltman, six, dressed as Flair. Buff Bagwell is Kurt Henning. Conan is Mongo, which eh, the ponytail wig that he wore is just fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. And they come out, and I my favorite thing with with six is. I don't know why I'm talking so loud. Woo! <laughs> he had a he prosthetic nose on. It was fantastic. The prosthetic nose, and then he had the fake crying thing <laughs> that he was trying to get to work, and it was not. And Bagwell kept trying to help him and talk to him about it. The funny part is because it was failing so bad, it made it that much better. Oh, yeah. Because here comes a seven-foot, Arn Anderson in the form with Kevin Nash playing the part. A bald head with just a little amount of hairs going across. One of the biggest beer bellies ever. In a styrofoam cooler case. (laughs) And he's walking down to the ring. And as you already heard with the sounds, I'm not offering you my dog's spot, his spot. Any spot name spot, I'm offering you my spot. Dude, I swear, I, I've seen this hundreds of times, but only chopped up. You know, like, just like bits and pieces of it. I lost my goddamn mind when he said, and I knew it was an issue with my hand because that's the one I opened my beer with. And fuck, if I didn't lose it, I was like, that's just so good. This thing was spot on hysterical. Problem is, years and years later, we're going to find out Arn apparently didn't like it. Go figure. I thought it was tremendous. It brought a lot of heat on the NWO because you are shitting on a legend. Whether you are a fan of heels, of faces, you're a fan and as a mark, No matter what, you have respect for Double A, the Enforcer, Arn Anderson. Someone going and shitting on him, you should, that that brings heat. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. So then we go into Fall Brawl. Look at, not a whole lot to really write home about when it comes to this pay-per-view in general. But here we go. Somehow, between 
one night to the other, Kurt Henning is now wearing a his arm in a sling. But he's still going to be a part of this team no matter what. Hook, line, or sinker. And as we finally get to the Horseman's final member, which is Kurt Henning, he pulls out two sets of handcuffs, twirls them around like a stripper who's about to get a goddamn bachelor party excited, and gives one to Nash. No one expects it. It was kind of cool. Well, let me say this. I think everyone goddamn expected it, but mm-hmm. didn't expect it. You're like, it's Mr. Perfect. No goddamn shit he was going to do this. Who is shocked? He turns, joins the NWO, and they beat the ever-loving piss out of Flair. So much, they put his head uh, his head through the doorway area, and they slam the cage on his head. The funniest part and weirdest and gruesomest part is they open Nitro the next night with a still frame of Flair backstage, stitched up with something jammed up his nose like a, a styrofoam or claw or cotton spongy kind of yeah, but but it wasn't cotton, but it was like a tannish like spongy looking thing, you know what I mean? But, like he was backstage getting all stitched up from everything that happened with that door. They made it look really serious. Like, oh, he did. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I liked it. And we're caught up. There you go. We're back into the Monday Night Wars. <laughs> That's really all of you have really missed the in the last. Part. It really is. Austin fought off trying to be told he can't wrestle, and now he's back, and he's going to gonna be back pretty soon from what we're understanding. He's going to have a couple of weeks off and come back and we're heading into bad blood which means you know what finally we can hear Paul Bear stop talking weekly about someone's coming anything you want to add about the Monday Night Wars awesome love it good job Monty way to bring it in what do you want from me man we're we're pushing way too many hours here I gotta piss so bad (laughs) <laughs> Look at, as you know, in two weeks we come back. We got a top topic with where is AEW gone wrong? But next week we're going to be back with more news, more wrestling, more of everything, but even more so our movie of the week. And man, I'm excited about next week's movie. It's the one that brought, I think, kind of some of this whole programming for our show together. So hope you guys join us next week for. Episode 2 of the never-ending Season 5. It's been a long one. That's what she said. I am the professor. I bid you a farewell. His name is ODM. And he's going to leave us with five words. One more. Hit the music. The bills make me want to shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now. The bills are making it happen now.
The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing, the analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. Yo, I was cracking up at every time I was widening my eyes. I was catching you laughing at me and shit because you knew I was just losing my fucking mind. Oh, yeah. When- Pet Princess, fucking how long does it take you? I think, are you on the fucking spectrum? Figure it out. <laughs> well, you heard me. I go, all right, now that you chose one, start thinking about your next one. She goes, I have been each time. <laughs> I, I go, well, fuck. Yeah. Well, your first pick was like fucking Lacey Evans or some shit like that. So, I mean. Oh, my God, it was horrible. Yeah, gonna gloss over the fact that Hillary made me a fucking full-size meatball sub during the pay-per-view yo <laughs> we had a conversation about it the next day <laughs> I was starving. you want to hear about this I go why the fuck would you I go she goes you were really fucking trash well, yeah I was fucking trash <laughs> why didn't you make me one she goes <laughs> you ready you didn't ask Joe asked he was like, hey, where's the food at? She's like, I got you. Motherfucker. My wife made you a giant goddamn meatball <laughs> sub. And I remember looking over and going, I would eat a meatball sub right now. <laughs> you know what I did? Do you know what I did after you left? Tore down. <laughs> 